It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Well, I'm going good. How's it going with you, Figsy? Yeah, really good, man. Episode number 47 of the PlayStation Collectors Podcast. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be back. Uh, I was off off last week. I was uh, at a birthday. My girlfriend, we have have the same birthday, so we had a birthday. My daughter, she's born two days before, so she had a birthday, too. And my son a week before that. So we it was just a big birthday celebration. I couldn't make it. I'm sorry, but here I am. I had a birthday as well. So I had birthdays all around. <laughs> Are you an Aries, Figsy? Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you believe in that that shit? No. Neither do I. All right. <laughs> good to good to know. We have something in common. Anyway. What I will. We have Lee Turnco on the show. Lee is a collector from Canada. He's got a massive PlayStation collector collection it's absolutely amazing and i'm very glad to have lee on the show so please welcome lee to the podcast guys today lee here i am what's up lee how you doing man uh i'm well i just survived an ice storm uh for a few days without power so it's a little touch and go there for a while having been uh pre-booked for a couple months and looking forward to it to like maybe it won't happen um i guess that's all right maybe i can reschedule um to like you know what if it if it's meant to happen and uh, we can just sort of wing it um you know i didn't rehearse any of this but i'm sure there's lots to talk about and uh, i have a lot of things i'm excited to share and uh, i'm happy to finally get to know you guys i I mean you kind (laughs) of feel like you know each other from watching some of the podcasts and um we've done a few trades in the past you, um, you and I, you and I we, we've been rubbing elbows. Uh, I think the first place I encountered you was uh, PlayStation 2 Collectors of America was the first place I mentioned. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. bullshit back and forth. And uh, Yeah, I see a lot of uh, stuff that people post. The algorithm sort of pick up on which ones catch my attention. So I don't know if that contributes to the lurking, but uh, <laughs> sort of, I, I never intended to get uh, too involved with banter because I just kind of, I deal with a lot of that at work and I mean, sometimes things are spicy and they're hard to ignore, but um, I'm done with trying to educate people or uh, make comments where they're not wanted or asked for. I feel like there's a uh, too much of that. Um, yeah, I don't know basically. if it's elitism or I'm behind a keyboard or whatever. And it's sometimes it's just meant to be fun, but things get out of hand. I've seen people's <laughs> um, self-esteems and their reputations get ruined and, uh, I don't know. The internet can be a pretty nasty place. So uh, I want to play nice for the most part and, and work on good relationships. And 
um, if you just have a bad experience with one person, sometimes uh, that's all it can take for things to go yeah. sour. And then people get an impre- the wrong impression without the context or without actually knowing you. I find a lot of things are easier settled with PMs or uh, DMs or like, mm-hmm. let's talk more about this later, whatever. It doesn't need to be everybody's business. Just so you know, Lee, and you too, Figsy, I've never talked shit to your face, just always behind your back, all right? And hopefully you'll never, it never gets back to you. So anyway, moving on. So Lee, tell us about your collection, man. Um, what to say about my collection? Uh, it has turned into a collection, um, what I call video gaming as a hobby. Uh, it began as, I guess, any lighthearted endeavor in the 90s so i thought if you asked a question like that i'd probably go back a little bit to the beginning because it helps give some context and just to explain where my head's at with collecting but it's definitely a journey sometimes of self-discovery uh, i like to sit back and do some introspection and just say what what is the point of all this um you guys said before the show when we were talking off air like having a big collection can become a liability and you start thinking about it's not going to go to the grave. Should I cash out? I'll never have time to play it all. Should I have a small curated collection that uh, has more personal meaning and I keep it? Uh, will I have a son that's eight years old. Will he care about any of this stuff? And I live vicariously through him and uh, go back to my youth. Um, so I, I sort of make a point when I think about collecting, uh, the time that you get into it, sort of the state of mind that you're in, and uh, even the pop culture, all those things at the time contribute to that feeling that you get or the satisfaction that you get from experiencing something for the first time. And, and, and that's what PlayStation kind of is to me because it's evolved and it's changed. And I'll just say I got PlayStation when I was 13. The first thing I bought that was big with my own money. Uh, came from a poor family, you know, I have all this origin story um, where I sort of would go to friends' places and play all the old consoles. Yeah, uh, We had a couple of like Commodore 64, Atari. Um, I didn't even have an NES for a few years when it came out. Um, I got pretty hooked on, on the Mario games. Uh, but fast forward, you know, 13, I was at that age where it's what's trendy and what's cool. Is it cool to be a gamer? There's a lot of questions about whether it was just a hobby, if it was something that would actually have value in your life, if you would ever amount to anything, that sort of thing. And my parents were kind of traditional and old school, if you will, um, you know, work ethic and uh, how is this going to tie into your career and um, it'll never amount to anything. Um, and I was always an intensely competitive person. Um I just played a lot of sports growing up. My parents separated and I I think I had some identity issues I was trying to work through. So uh, video games sort of offered some escapism, but I realized with the competitiveness, you know, you sort of meet people with uh, that are like-minded when you get into collecting and you're like, that guy's kind of like me. Like when you, when you discover nothing really needs to be done to the extreme. It's not like you're trying to, compensate for something or or prove something to someone Uh, but it does kind of take on a life of its own Um, if you're competitive and you're you're in for the thrill of the hunt you're trying to find stuff and um, 
I guess that feeling starts to fade a little bit after you've got some of your jewels in your collection. I don't know if I want to stop here. Then I'll, I know no, I kick on, like, kick on. I, 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 I got a question. I mean, we all, all of us, any, anybody who does this hobby started off as a gamer. When did you make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to collect these things. I'm going to amass these things. When was that? Uh, it wasn't, it, was it at 13? Like you, when you started, when you first got your place, you know what? Or? It was pretty slow. Um, those early years, you know, I had the long box titles. I had a small room, a small space, not a lot of money. Um, just working odd jobs and reading magazines, you know, before the internet really caught on, it's like, what's a good game. If I'm going to drop 80 to 90 bucks on a game. Um, and that was back when you played the crap out of games and you had to sort of test them. If that makes sense, like, where are the secrets and what are the combos because they're not really all known. And I guess it would take a while for that information to spread as well. So um, it was a fun time to sort of be, I'll just say that Tekken was the first, I was into fighting stuff, both mm -hmm. just because I was in karate and, and mixed martial arts growing up. Um, and I saw the motion captured games and the fact that Namco was bringing arcade games home. And I'm like, that's kind of sold me on PS1 at the beginning. Um, and then I sort of locked myself away in, in my room and just um, hit random buttons to try to figure out combos. And playing in ultra hard mode of the computer would do some combo on me that I hadn't seen before. And I'm like, I know the moves that lead into that, but I've never gone beyond that. So then you're trying to press every button combination to figure it out. And uh, you're trying to beat the game on ultra hard. And I actually Excellent. learned all the frame counts for all the moves. And uh, I made my own manual, leather bound manual. I stitched it together. That's how hardcore I was. So <laughs> that's uh, some dedication right there. Right? When I got to university five years later, after playing through the iterations of Tekken up to Tekken Tag, they didn't have a, a university video game club. And this was the early days of Evo. And uh, Tekken had its own message board, Tekken Zaibatsu. And you could, you could message different people that were involved in the community that thought they were hot shit. And uh, sort of like call them out like, okay, let's try to play a game online. And PS2 was pretty laggy. And back in those days, you didn't want any lag because you didn't want excuses for losing. So I actually had people coming to my dorm from Montreal and Toronto to challenge me to Tekken. <laughs> so everybody <laughs> from the, the community on campus would come around and like, let's see if somebody could finally beat Lee because I was so annoying. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I knew all the characters move. So it's like whoever someone chose, I would just take a good counter character and just make them look like idiots. Um, You're like, I've, I've got a book on this. I thought I was pretty hot shit. I'm like, ah, if only my parents could see me now. I'm like, I'm getting a good education and I'm, I'm using that for something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but crazy. If you did that today, you could make a living streaming. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Right. The, the whole esports thing. Um, I had a lot of ideas back then about career choices that, you know, with the martial arts. Um, I wanted to get into stunt work. You know, maybe I'll go to Hollywood, you know, try to, li to live the dream, that, that sort of thing. Um, and I was also playing competitive badminton at the time. So I oh, actually yeah. played a lot and I got to a pretty high level. I wanted to go to the Olympics and I hurt my shoulder um, on a construction site. I was 2021, right before I started university. And they cut the funding to the badminton program um, the year I got there. So I I was going to the specific university in Ottawa to, to train under a former Olympian, try to get the experience and uh, compete and go to these tournaments where I would sort of build up my reputation from doing well. And um, in Canada, the sport is growing, but there's still a lot of work 
to go for sponsorships and funding and you have to travel the international competitions to get the ranking points to make it to the Olympics. So a lot of like athletes to get to a certain level need some extra financing and help. You can't just quit work and quit school and, and go, you know, travel. So the only way I could do that, I thought was through education. Right. Um, and that was the plan, but then, you know, I had a, a few. I'll get to it. Yeah. What was that? Well, yeah. Bad, badminton's a game with the racket and the shuttlecock, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As they say on Trailer Park Boys, badminton. I played badminton when I was a kid at school. I played it for three or four years. No. Like I, it's I, it's fun. It's it's nothing like it's not like tennis or anything. It's completely different. But um, I know. Some I know. Skilled I know badminton sh- players are insane. It's fun when played casually, and um, I think the public perception of badminton. Just because it's not televised, it's an international sport. It's huge, like like soccer. But uh, in other parts of the world, uh, people have huge prize money and they're recruited at young. Southeast Asia, Asia, it's, it's kind of huge. not. It's kind of like the opposite of hockey here. You know, I played hockey as well growing up, and I actually found badminton as a as a discipline. If you look at it, you're using things that you learn in every other sport. You need to be very well rounded to be a, a good athlete. So. For me, it challenged me, and there was always a lot that I could improve on. And then, you know, things kind of got derailed. But I, I ended up coaching and playing throughout university, and um, do a bit of coaching in high school as well. And uh, came on some troubling times during COVID, so uh, I had to t- kind of take a step back, um, focus on my hobbies a little bit, uh, where I could do stuff that uh, didn't take a lot of cash. But, so, uh, so. So between 13 years old and going to going to college or university, were you collecting actively 13 to 18? Or? Yeah, that's a fair question. I know there's a lot of gaps in there. Um, so yeah, 13, I'm 41. Um, probably things amped up. Uh, I kind of bought games, again, just the games that I really liked up until games. I was uh, graduated from university. I uh, met my life partner at school. We had different goals. So uh, it's hard to justify, you know, outpacing. We'll just use that term because if you buy a game and you play it to completion before you buy another game, then, you know, usually the person you're with is going to look at that as a responsible decision. <laughs> but if you're trying to to save for a house and play off a student loan, then um, so that, that took a while. Um, sort of side story there. I had a career doing construction work before school that paid better than my social services. I have a psych degree, but um, there's a mis- maybe misconception there, but it's not a very high paying field. A lot of the humanities aren't. But if you have a master's degree and you, you pay to go to the college uh, and, and get accredited, you, you, there's a big bump. But if you're sort of at that bachelor level, um, you're sort of like mid class, like you're not you're not going to make a lot of money doing that. Um, so I was making less money after I graduated trying to work in that field than I was before I went to school, except now I had a student, a huge student loan. So it's hard to collect games if you're sort of like that. But uh, seven years as a slave, I say, I got things paid off. <laughs> I've had uh, three or four jobs for like the last 20 years, just uh, grinding away and um, getting to this point where it's like, Am I going to revisit that? Uh, I, it was never like a conscious decision to be like, I'm just going to try to collect for it, all the Sony consoles and get every game. I don't it's think it was like that. But uh, the challenge of finding things for a good deal, flipping them. That's, um, 
I think that's part of the fun of collecting is, uh, I mean, not just getting the games, but uh, the hunt, the finding, flipping, uh, funding the collection through your hunting. And uh, it's just, I, I don't think any anybody with a huge collection has to be good at that at some level. You know what I mean? Uh, I like to think so. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a trust, unless you, unless you got a, you know, a huge trust fund. Yeah. You, you I, gotta, you got you gotta, you gotta play the game. It's not a race, right? I mean, on the one hand, you've got sort of FOMO and scarcity that happens if you take too long and you end up paying later and everybody has a story to tell where they, they learned a hard lesson or they regretted not picking something up. And there's just speculation there. Um, sometimes it's timing. Like Figsy always says, you gotta be consistent too. Um, there's a lot of things, little things that go into it and uh, can take a fair amount of time and energy. Um, but I think at the beginning, I was really pacing myself. And uh, a lot of things have dried up locally in the area. Like I, I had some expendable income after my first kid started school. So like the last five, six years, especially since the limited run start, stuff started coming out, uh, I've been spending too much money on games. Oh, here, I'll, admit it. I'll admit it on the air. Um, <laughs> is, your, is your wife watching? <laughs> um, she knows. I mean, we're constantly she talking about this stuff. <laughs> I was kind of like, it's now or never. Like, it's it's kind of like that midlife quest for vanity. I'm like, I've put all my stuff on hold. And my stuff, when you say it like that, it's like a sacrifice to do everything else for everyone so that you can justify doing stuff for yourself. But I mean, it it's a hobby right i take yeah. it pretty seriously but uh it's uh i don't know where i'm going with that but I'm just, <laughs> i gotta justify to everyone you know Please why I'm me I am. numbers yesterday i'd love to go over them for everyone uh so it's really impressive you've got 1287 ps1 games so many i don't have PS1 a full set? nah i might have i don't know how it came across in the video i was trying to explain uh, how many games are in a full set and then if you look okay, at the, okay. if you look at the amount of space that's on the wall you can sort of get an idea of how many i have left so no, the plans to go for any any sets complete at all yeah the plan the plan is to complete them all and then get into oh, variants what right. yes no I've, don't i've do been it. after <laughs> variants since before variant hunting was trending i'll just say that so oh. Yeah, it's a trend I'm not on board with. I I never wore bell bottoms either. But uh, <laughs> so you so you're collecting PS1, PS2. That's where I met you. PS3, PS4, PS5. I do not. So I'm not. I've never been an early adopter, except for in the early days of scalping consoles when I was a poor <laughs> student, and I thought I would. Yeah, I have a story there. I don't know, just a little aside, if you guys want to hear. But uh, I actually almost lost a credit in a course because i stayed up all night camping out for a ps3 at walmart in quebec in a snowstorm froze my ass off i was the fifth person in line i did not know if there was going to be enough ps5s to go ps3s to go around right. the next uh, morning they come out and hand people slips that are in line and i'm like am i gonna get one are they gonna make it to me I got the last one. Oh, right now, the story doesn't end there. Okay, so before you celebrate, I had to go that afternoon and write an exam. 
I slipped on a patch of ice and bashed my head and went to my oh. exam full of blood. So they, they gave me a rewrite a week later. And I was like, thank God, because I'm like, I was exhausted, right? So I was up all night studying. So at the end of the day, I get back home and I list this thing on eBay, thinking, you know, now I'm going to flip it. I'm going to get some money, buy some groceries, maybe, you know? Uh, no. So eBay was flooded with these things and they came up with a policy sort of spontaneously, as far as I could tell, that um, you had to have the either have the PS3 in your possession before you could list it with pictures or you needed to have the proof of purchase from a pre-order that had a certain number of days that had passed. Um, and then they also had a mandatory wait period. So you couldn't do like a quick buy it now. You had to list it for a few days so that that allotted time could pass. And um, so you can imagine what happened, right? By the early ones that sold fast, got big returns. And then, you know, after a week or two, when I was able to list it, it was selling for what it was worth, right? So I ended up returning it to Walmart because I needed the money. <laughs> Instead, it was so sad. Oh my god! And so, so, so that PS Five. What about uh, PSP and Vita? I had a, a small Vita collection and a small PSP collection um, back before I took over the basement. Uh, I sort of was like, well, what? Do I want to collect the most? And I kind of need space. I actually went through a purge around that time where I looked at, um, as you would know, in the libraries, especially by the time you get to PS3, they started releasing a lot of these game of the year editions, games with added content on disc. And it's like, now I've got three copies of this game. Well, to save space, I'm just going to keep the most complete version and get rid of the other two or three iterations of it. And uh, I did that at the time, and I got rid of my PSP and Vita stuff. And then years later, as I sort of, I call it the point of no return, but um, I ended up getting my wife's blessing. Uh, I keeps calling the wife. You can have more space in the basement. Okay, maybe we'll stay in this house for a few more years. You know, that, that those sort of conversations, right? So I'm like, okay, uh, let's see. Let's do the math and see how much space a full set takes up. Um I actually wanted to have things on display. I had a grandparent that was a hoarder and uh, I had hoarder's guilt already at that point, even though <laughs> I sort of had guilt? things organized and I had a plan, but I think I knew where I was going with it. So um, it's kind of an elaborate thing, but you, you count how many games you make a list, you know, you put some games in a space and you're like, okay, it's 30 across, you know, to get to 1200, I'm going to need this many bookshelves with this many rows. And uh, okay, it all fits just barely. And then you discover there's a variant and, and you know, then it doesn't doesn't going right. Long. So you're like, well, where do I cut off? Because I can't fit everything. So I actually have some of my collector's editions at my brother-in-law's who needs to said I have to pick them up this summer because he wants the space back. He's only had it for a few months, but uh, I'm trying to renovate the basement, right? So you need the space to move around. Those boxes take a lot of room. So I'm like, can you just keep it for a few months and then I'll get to it. And then uh, life happens. I got injured at work. Uh, the cost of construction materials went up. The wife wanted a trip. Um, the wife. I should have looked. You see how bad I am? When I say the wife, it's almost like I'm 
I'm saying like she's derailing my plan, but um, no, you, you gotta things, you gotta work with your significant other. Things it's, take so long that sometimes you, you look at things as like an inconvenience or a fork in the road. Um, but it's timing, right? It's like, well, if I had got those materials two years ago, they would have just sat there for two years, but they would have been cheaper. So you nobody can really predict the future, but you got to kind of enjoy the process and the journey. And, You're also uh, telling just, us the story of your collection too, so that I guess yeah derails that story a little bit. It's a bit frustrating. Like you, I don't know. Kind of look at everything and try to take stock, and and you're like, well, I, I wish I could do things really the smart way. Um, my dad was a construction guy, right? So he used to salvage, and he'd keep things, and he'd start projects, and they wouldn't be finished, and things were always like, we had to do that to get by, and he's just being practical, but. I kind of didn't like living in a construction zone. So now that I have my own space, I'm a little bit like OCD about how things go. And um, another thing I, I didn't really touch on earlier, but I'm the oldest of 15 kids. Ooh, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So having my own space is kind of a luxury. Um, but it probably makes me worse because I, I you know, like I have an eight year old. I only have one kid. I'm, I'm from, from that, uh, this, the new generation that can't afford kids, but uh, let me. I wanted to ask Lee. You're in the construction. Are these shelves behind you? Are they custom? Uh, yeah, you could call them custom. So uh, to to save money on materials, I Billy bookshelves are the most popular, most that's common what, bookshelf worldwide, I believe. That's what I use. Yeah, and IKEA is pretty much everywhere. So um, I had a certain. The finishes on them are a little different. You know, but uh, if you if you prime them and uh, and you, you cut them or you can make your own extensions, even if you have enough extra pieces. So, so those, um, are actually, hey, those are Billy's behind you. They're Billy's. So they have primer on them and they have uh, Sherwin Williams. Hyper Love blue, blue. Hyper blue paint. It's not quite the exact great. same color as uh, the PlayStation blue, but it has a different uh, look to it. Yeah, Lee, like. before the show, you sent me uh, a bunch of videos going over your collection, and I'd love to show everyone on the podcast your collection. So if you are listening yeah. on iTunes or Spotify, guys, we should have jump over to YouTube for this part so you can see some videos of Lee's collection. And at this moment, I would like to excuse myself because I have to use a bathroom so easy. If you could uh, just take me out. Well, I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, let's get yeah, I thought the, the videos would be a little bit easier than uh walking around in a, a dark muddy basement before you was a gamer of course my son's favorite games and every kid in that four to eight demographic he's got a nice minecraft collection already <laughs> here is yeah, a, thanks to dad a regular cycle of family and friend friendly games The uh, one with the slipcover is Stray. He and I were on a Horizon Chase Turbo Kick for a good six months. Um, that got put back into the collection. Um, this is just stuff we brought up from the basement while we were playing Skylanders. Before he was a gamer. Sorry, wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> little ice storm action. Hello. Oh, the, dog, uh, the dog is not part of the collection, by the way. 
Um, Unless you're talking Silent Hill too. Yeah, this is sort of our common area of every game. Uh, my wife likes to try to keep it like clean with like decor and stuff like that. I used to have a huge shelf on top of the TV uh, loaded with games to <laughs> help save myself from trips into the basement. <laughs> uh, that got removed when I uh, redid the paint and we put the plants up. And this is my doge. It's Cammy. No, she's not a fox. And uh, if you have any other dumb questions, don't ask. She's not a baby. She's not a mini husky. She is a Sheba and she does whatever the heck she wants. She's 15 years old. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Just walks away. And the house is messy because we're cleaning up. Got the sun off at an in-laws. Nice. Um, this is on the way into the basement. Don't really know what to do with this space. My wife doesn't want me mounting anything on the walls. Anything that I put that's temporary just destroys the paint job. The lighting isn't great. Um, yeah, I just kind of have a few different statues that I like to keep on regular rotation. Yeah, so our house is pretty well lived. Same in. one again. <laughs> there we go. Coming into the game room. Oh, it's muted again. I'll start it again. This tour, just because of file size restrictions, time limitations, and um, my basement really isn't finished and the lighting is bad. But I can probably make snippets of different uh, sections of the game room. And then if anyone has any questions on the podcast or they want to see something in more detail, I can answer questions or show things off. So uh, this is the uh, wall of PS1. We actually had a Love house inspection on. not long ago. And uh, behind that white panel, there is a window. And it needs to be accessible to escape according to bylaw. So uh, I, I made it collapsible, removable. And uh, if I know they're coming, I can quickly pull it off or if I need to get out of the house. It's probably not exactly the code, but I just wanted to make the most of the space and having a window there. And then, you know, sun fading on your games and stuff like that isn't very nice. And uh, it kind of makes a nice display area if I want to put some lights on and uh, show stuff off. thought about getting like a little 3D platform for taking those 3D scans of things and just rotating them around. Um, so yeah, this is a partial PS1 set. Uh, I tried to rough in the space for a full set, which uh, those of you don't know, 12,800. Yeah, sorry, I don't know if you can hear me. 12,087 games. a little games. faux pas there. Quite a few. 1,200. Uh, neglected the long box early on in the name of saving space and trying to get the smaller... We all know what you mean. <laughs> of course, you get in pretty deep and then you kind of are like, well... I can make it work. I have the space I've been collecting for this long. I might as well keep going. So a lot of this stuff came at a premium during COVID, trying to cut wood and uh, paint everything to match. But uh, I definitely got ahead of myself with the reno um, basement, clearly unfinished, yet felt the need to have the games out on display and accessible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Priority. Yeah, so I'm not going to give a full-fledged tour. Just <laughs> yeah oh, uh, i love those ps2 boxes down the bottom <laughs> it looks like the next one yeah that ps1 wall is a humongous 
wall of PS2, which has been rearranged several times in an attempt to make room for collector's editions, variants, and a full set. Um, at present, I kind of have a mix of things at the top and bottom with the full set plus variants in the middle, trying to have space for approximately 1,850 regular um, base set titles and however many else collector's editions and variants. No one really knows the answer to the exact number. We're always trying to hammer down all those interesting finds, unique store exclusives, collector's editions. PS2 is really when Sony hit its stride with introducing uh, a lot of different uh, perks and exclusives and stuff like that. Wow, I so, sound really boring and monotone. I'm proud of how the gaming's coming along. <laughs> um, the games definitely uh, intend to get played and experienced by my son. Whoops, I forgot to move this. Uh, he's starting karate and uh, jujitsu this summer. So uh, I've kind of got a I work out stuff going on around here, try to just push everything into this side of the basement uh, where we do the laundry. It's a bit busy. Um, I'm kind of storing things too while, while I reno, so um, yeah, really wanted this to be a man cave and uh, enjoy it. Um, I'll get to this wall in a second. along the PS2 wall down to the other end of the basement. It's kind of long and narrow. You have a transition wall, which uh, begins the PS3. And uh, again, it's kind of like the base set in the middle, sandwiched between uh, different boxed items that I couldn't fit anywhere else and, uh, and weird subsets. This is a little and, more boring uh, than, than showing off a specific- uh, One of each unique title. You know, PS3 has less segment of the collection for sure. 1280 or so, if I remember right at last count. Um, I kind of have the move titles in a, a separate area. I like that. Um, Where'd you get those signs? I'll get to that in the video. Yeah, I've got these unique, uh, here's kind of a shot toward the other end of the, the basement where I was before. Got these unique lights that uh, turn on and I have them on a trigger switch, which is kind of neat. Uh, save power, but uh, somebody comes into a certain area of the game room, they all turn on. The daisy chain together. And uh, over here, got... I felt bad like having stuff in boxes and I really wanted to show things off. Uh, I have not finished setting up the lights. Um, so hopefully at some point when I finish the basement, the wiring will get done. Um, and then I just have things thrown on this end. So I'd actually, I debated whether I should try to get all the collector's editions for the PS3, because I was probably a good halfway there and I ran out of space, like every collector. <laughs> so my brother-in-law has the other half of my PS3 collector's editions and he needs to get rid of them because he needs a space back. So. I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. Send them to me. Um, I'll stop here. If you continue moving along the PS2 wall. What happened? Came on. So we've got lights here now. 
Oh, so cool. Proud of how these light boxes came together. Um, they were all original. So the PS1 and PS2 ones were uh, manufactured, sort of with a hard steel shell holding everything together and uh, particle board. And one of the PS2 ones and this PS3, that one, <laughs> And these ones uh, are manufactured to the same dimensions as the original. This is my look of pride. Acrylic marquees that came out of uh, kiosks or stores. Bit of an electrical nightmare, but uh, that's okay. The other two. So looks I like the way it looks with the headers. Um, so moving on this way. Um, again, no light in the corners, but you can you can see I've got stuff stuffed. I bought all the LED lights. Um, it's like in order to connect them all, I feel like I have to drill holes in all the the wood. Otherwise, you see all the wires. So I, I'm not sure I like that solution. Reseller Sony rep, former Sony rep. Um, call him a reseller because, uh, well, he collected to a point, and then he decided he needed the money to fund other hobbies. So. Uh, I thought it was like a mutual trade type thing where he was going to keep it, but of course everybody hustles, right? Uh, and I hustled to get this. I decided I wasn't going to do demos and I had a valuable demo. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with NBA two ball, but uh, in PlayStation lore, it's one of the rarest demos in HD. And, um, yeah. I've got more of these ports to my hand so I can try to make four players. Got some of those from the kiosk. Making my all so, my own all-in-one PlayStation Entertainment Center over there. And I want to keep the original stuff as is. And Skylanders, Disney Infinity, Lego Dimensions Land over here. So the lights just little... came on. So who is that? Who... Is that another who... little room in the back there? Yeah, who is that? what's going on there? Yeah, is, you is, notice is that, this, eh? Is it storage? So there is one more video earlier. Um, this was kind of a, a side oh, or a one-off where I thought I'll display uh, certain maybe subsets of different collections and showcase things. So I got a PS3 TV in there. Yeah, I thought I'd have like PS1 at the top, then PS2, PS3, PS4. Stuff in 3D. It kind of works for different, different things. Devices and I want to showcase have stuff. Them all charged. Um, Limited ports on that TV, but a very nice picture. But on the small side, but yeah, just uh, custom sized everything and uh, all, everything's plugged in back. Uh, wasn't sure what to do here. I had collector's editions for a while, I had statues. Uh, I tried to put all the 3D games there. Um, and then at the end of the day, I felt the um, boxed sets didn't really showcase well, having them spread out. Um, and they took up a lot of space. I was trying to show off the covers of them uh, in the actual consoles where they belonged, but uh, the space became too much of a commodity. It was, they were using a lot of space, having them strewn out sideways. So uh, I thought, well, okay, why not try to group them all together and maybe uh, go for that, you know, master shot of every consoles. I don't know of anyone that's done that. And here we are. Yet. Um, um, Tried to collect all the boxes on PS2. this console. PS3. Such a big task. Thought I had them all. Um, Very redundant. Ones from time to <laughs> but time. they look cool. Uh, the ones I'm missing for PS2, I have in a holdings 
spot in the States, which I'm picking up soon. Um, other than that, it's just a few variants I'm missing for PS2. I got a few more uh, stragglers. PS3, I don't think anything uh, too think expensive off the grab. Next time I'm in the States. So uh, beyond that, yeah, there's boxed sets for PS4. Uh, this is where it pays to, to be a little ahead well. of the game with the, the hunting. I kind of glazed over this area earlier. Variant hunting and uh, and research. So once you know what's out there, what's sort of well-established in the community, then if you do have a decent memory and an eye for things, Figsy talked about uh, the other day about spines. He recognizes spines. Um, more on spines. There's one in there I don't recognize, and I'm going to be messaging you after the show. It's the, yeah, I mean, you sort of Toy Story Three thing on PS3. Whatever your wheelhouse is, like you're you're an Aussie, so you probably have a different memory bank than I do. But uh, I definitely notice something different when it's when it's out there. Having had so many different spines, um, you can't see the covers when people make posts, right? You got like 20 of them stacked up. So if, if you know the serial numbers uh, and what the standard copies look like um, and you see something that's a little different, you might be the first one to sort of ask, hey, can I see a picture? Or you don't want to draw it to their attention. So you say, I'll just grab this cheap game. Maybe you could throw that other one in there too, you know, while you're at it. <laughs> uh, you know, you all nonchalantly, like it's nothing. And uh, So yeah, back to the kiosk end of the games room, which is still unfinished, like the rest of the room. Um. You notice that little gap there. Like I, I keep bringing it up, like I'm embarrassed. The room's not finished. Like I'm never satisfied. Um, this is right? something I haven't shown too many people, but I had a planned secret room, partially because I ran out of space out here for PS4. And boohoo, poor yeah, me, right? I didn't well, really think I was gonna go for a full set of I PS4, <laughs> but uh, I started going after those limited run titles and. Uh, yeah, it's been quite a few years of collecting for PS4, and I was running out of space. There better be a here, sex dungeon so back there. Yeah. Sense of I wanted to have a Zelda. Like when you find the secret room in Zelda, have that noise now. play when you go in there. Into uh, another do, 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 do. storage area for games. I've pretty much taken over the basement. My wife's given up at this point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, from the floor to the ceiling in this tiny crammed room. Oh, I got that game. There's supposed to be space. <laughs> I'm sure there's an Amori in there somewhere. <laughs> I didn't hoard them. Well, I bought them all. There are saving there. some for other <laughs> collectors. Said and done. No one really knows. That's part of the fun. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not just going for pure numbers. Um, I have a lot of plans with the collection that I'll be sharing. With the Annapurna. And if you know me, I like to play the games. Not just... Uh, you know, compulsive order, and uh, what motivates me to collect. I will share a lot of that stuff. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this tour. How tight of a fit is it uh, in there? I always thought that if I was showing off the game room, I would be in a more finished state, but life the, happens. You know, the, COVID the, happens. The doorway looks pretty and, small, uh, or the entryway looks... In, how, how big is that entryway? <laughs> Well, I, I had a couple of different design decisions to make in order to fit that kiosk and have all that uh, custom sort of cabinet work around it. So um, when I looked at the space and I was like, if I move the kiosk over here, then I can't fit these shelves over there. And uh, it's kind of a non-standard size. It, it, one of the shelves kind of cuts into a pre-established door there. And I, I didn't reframe the door. I just uh, sort of 
fastened everything in its place. And I thought I'll make this little narrow passageway because it's more video game like, you know, almost as if it's not supposed to be there. So uh, I was going to cover it up with like a fake wall, try to use some of my handyman skills, maybe maybe make something with like a brick pattern or a video game. My in my in my 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 collection area it's it's uh it's two billy bookcases that's all i got yeah. I, I when i was uh having, when i was full blown in the ps2 i had three billy bookcases filled up and uh just boxes of shit under my bed and uh but uh i i when uh i went i and it, I, I killed my collection i cut it down to like 100 games 100 ps2 games i was up to about I was more, I was over halfway. I was, I was like nine hundred and change, and then I was like, eh, psh, "I'm done," and I just started, sh- 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 just got rid of it, got rid of it all. And uh, right now, in my living room, because my living room is my collection area, I got I got the TV in the middle, and I got uh, two Billy bookcases flanking it. And I want I want that corner piece that 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 angled corner piece is tits. Oh, oh man, I want I want to order that so hard, bad. Are you talking about the Billy that's kind of like a half octagon or pentagon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the corner, the corner. Yeah, piece, those piece. those look, those display. I mean, they're solid, and um, the gaps are adjustable, right? So uh, they're good for some of the bigger collectors' editions because those are very hard to sometimes fit. Um, I like them, and, and also having two of them, if you want to put something in between, you can connect them depending on where you put them. I seen uh, Finn just posted a new photo of his new corner piece. It looks yeah. absolutely amazing. I, I seen that and went, yeah, oh, I need four of them. <laughs> I had a close look at how he put that together. Not to, I try to give him ideas sometimes uh, how to organize things, but uh, you know, he's, I, pretty, I, he's pretty resourceful, I have to say. Yeah, I, yes, I, definitely makes I see use it. of the room. I see all the games and I don't know, just knowing that this shit is all Billy bookcases, it just gives me a gives me a billy boner it's fucking rad uh <laughs> kudos to you man this shit's great that's you, oh you man hey so guys many, on the uh... podcast we got a few different segments and one of those segments is a quiz oh boy so it's time Here to play biggie's quiz that... sure you pick some ringers for me there it is <laughs> stupid so Lee, i know you've seen the show before would you like to go first or would you like to go second being our guest well, I like to play mind games, but I'll just go first because there's no point. There's no sense giving him a, a chance at getting a right answer. <laughs> so as you guys know, Pavel has once again provided all the questions for today's quiz. So thank you to Pavel. And thank you to Joe for once again being the editor of the show, guys. Uh, the magic doesn't happen by itself. That is Joe Rad in the background doing all the magic. <laughs> he presses oh, a button. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> All right, let's go get into this. Question number one. So Lee will have the opportunity to answer. If Lee gets the question incorrect, it will go over to Will and Will will have the chance to steal for half a point. Um, So first question, I'm going to show you a Katana controller. You have to tell me what game this was created for. That would be Onimusha 3. That is from Onimusha 3. On PS2. You got one? Um, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> I have one. It's not. It's not a quiz question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There it goes. This uh, ties into our homework. Complete box. Oh. There you go. Don't mess around. Oh, right? wow. 
Lovely. That's beautiful. All right, well, next you question. That in the video. <laughs> I was looking I was looking at the shelves, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna show you a cartridge. Play guitar and here. You have with to that tell thing. me <laughs> you have to tell me what system this cartridge comes from. Uh, that's I've seen this. Uh, it looks like, um, hmm, looks like a, it could, it could be Atari 2600, you know. Um, it could be Atari, Atari 2600. It is not Atari 2600. No. I will hand this oh. one over to Lee with a chance to steal half a point. Yeah, I can see the faint resemblance of the word Tetris there. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, that's definitely a clue for the era, an early Tetris game. Looking for the console. Yeah. Something newer, maybe, oh, Magna, was it on Magnavox? Odyssey? That's too old. Um, kind of looks like Atari, but not the 2600. What else was in there? <laughs> yeah, how much time do I have? <laughs> Five mm. seconds. Legal vision. Leco vision it was and you were on the right track, Lee. It was the Atari Jaguar. Oh sure. what an ugly piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I <laughs> something didn't really look is. right about the shape of that cartridge. Uh, I have I have no respect <laughs> for, for how <laughs> dare they? Atari brought back their old ugly designs and tried to put it in a modern car. Atari, Atari did twenty six hundred had some weird shaped um, uh, ca uh, cartridges, and, uh, but no, I guess that wasn't it. Some of them were just straight up or straight rectangles or curved off rectangles. Other yeah, ones were yeah. angled. But no, I was wrong. Yeah. But anyway, Do you call that ugly they're not around anymore. Right? <laughs> ugly or vintage? Like a <laughs> certain amount of time has to pass before somebody appreciates ugly stuff. No, no, man. <laughs> no that, Forty years and it's still not appreciated. I don't All right, guys, that. moving on. Let's get into question number three. Uh, this one will be for you, Lee. Uh, I'm going to show you a video game. This is Woody Woodpecker's Frustrated Vacations. This game is released for the Sega Master System and the Mega Drive. It's a regional exclusive of what country? What the heck is that TI there? Don't really recognize that rating. Hmm. Language clues on the cover, eh? I shouldn't say anything because then Will is gonna. I already know what it is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you better name it. Looks it. like uh, I'm gonna say Latin America, country or Spain, because of the. I will, I will say either of those answers are incorrect. So I will hand this one over to Will. The chance to step off the point. That is Brazil. That's correct. Ah, Portuguese on the front cover. That's Portuguese, yeah. yeah. Don't give it away. Right, so Will has come back and Lee's still leading the point score of one to zero point five. Um, next question will be for Will. All right. Will what game was banned in Denmark? Was it Mortal Kombat, EA Sports, MMA, South Park, The Stick of Truth, or Wolfenstein? I'm going to say Wolfenstein because uh, that whole Nazi thing. Uh, so the answer was actually, oh, sorry, that was incorrect. Sorry. 
Lee almost gave it away. I know, I almost did. Like, yeah, I guess Mortal I'll, uh, Kombat, but Lee has a chance uh, to steal half a point. Okay. Mortal Kombat's probably too uh, obvious temptation there, but uh, I feel like almost every country made <laughs> made exceptions to get that game. So uh, maybe we'll go South Park. Yeah, I think that's it too. South Park. So it wasn't South Park. This is actually EA Sports <laughs> MMA. Oh. And the reason it got banned <laughs> is the Netherlands don't allow for energy drinks to be advertised. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's the reason of all reasons. Oh, man. I guess they care about their youth. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, we don't care. I think Canada or the US, fuck them. <laughs> Uh, moving on to question number five. This one is for you, Lee. Um, what is this? Which console's advertising poster is this? <laughs> is that Will? This is for you, Lee. No. I wouldn't be caught dead in those shoes. <laughs> Who are they forcing to play a game? Um, I mean, the, some of the early PlayStation stuff is pretty... Sadomasochistic, if you want to. I don't even, I don't know what they're getting at there. Like, are they forcing someone to play garbage or is he addicted and he can't stop? Um oh, they're trying to submit him to subliminal stuff. I'm not sure what impression you guys take away from that, but um yeah, I guess I'll just go PS1. Wasn't PS One? I've seen that. Had this one over to Will for the before. All right, so uh, that's a CRT. So that's a hint. Yeah. And those used to be a hint. Yeah, the Nike, <laughs> the, the Nike, uh, the Nike <laughs> douchebag <laughs> airs. That's another hint. Uh, I'm gonna say Xbox because that's. Oh yeah. Original Xbox. Wasn't the Xbox? We were looking for Super Nintendo. Oh, God. Yeah, like if you're really a sneakerhead and you look at those Nikes, <laughs> I was thinking early '90s after I made my choice, but uh, you know, I might have guessed something in there if I had a thought like Will and looked at the clues better. <laughs> I was taking a dig at sneakerheads. I don't know shit about the, the, the red hat too. Sideways as well looks really early '90s. <laughs> All right, well, this next question's for you. All right, what do we got? Uh, I'm going to show you part of a cover. You have to tell me what PS3 game this covers. I've seen it. <laughs> S-C-E-N-E. It. Seen it. That, that game. Is that I wasn't it? seen it. I will hand this one over to oh. Lee. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's another... I don't know if it's lights, camera, action. If that's seen it or if I'm just thinking of the tagline that went with it. I feel like there is another movie type game. You got me on the PS3 now, I think, because of your answer. But man, look at that, eh? Is that Tom Cruise? Who cares? <laughs> uh, That's Tom Cruise. I'll give you five more seconds, Lee. I've seen that cover somewhere before. This is a PlayStation show, right? It has to be a PlayStation. <laughs> a PS3 game. Yeah, but we, yeah, we just had a Nintendo freaking question. Oh, for... man. If it's not that one, that was a good guess. Well, I don't know. If, um, I don't know. I have to time uh, it. Uh, so we were looking blank. for 
You start. Oh, oh, what a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that, but I'm a North American guy. Like they had that cover, or was it slightly different? No, I think that was a NTSC sure. cover. Power cover had that one. But maybe you guys got a different one over there. Yeah. All right, All right guys, moving on to the final round. Lee has the lead of one. Will is at 0.5. Anyone can still win this. All right, Lee, your next question. Say the game title looking to the screenshot. That Soul Bleed. <sighs> Correct. I would have taken either Soul Edge or Soul Blade. Damn it. That was too easy. I can't right, win. Well, your final question. Being a Namco guy, too. Monster Hunter Freedom 2 was an exclusive title for what console? PSP. Correct. All right. Congratulations, guys. However, Lee takes the win on his first time on the show with a score of 2 to 1.5. Congratulations, yeah, Congratulations. Lee. Good yeah. job, Lee. Yeah. I mean, do you give Will the... The harder questions on purpose to make it easier for the contestants to win. I don't Again, it's, it's all random. All the questions yeah, yeah. are in order. And no, Lee, I, I no, actually, no. You chose no. to go Lee, first. So, well. Lee has it. Lee has it right. Yeah. And once again, <laughs> thanks for playing Figsy's quiz, guys. Good job, Figs. Or Lee. <laughs> I didn't feel like I earned that. But no, dude, we anyway, that was, was, that was a tight game. I think that was the lowest scoring quiz I've ever had. It's <laughs> of a win, so a win's a win. Oh, <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Gladiator. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was good. Anyway, uh, hey, I had a couple. I had a couple questions for you um, about sorry, Lee. As far as collecting, <laughs> at what rate are you still bringing in games? Are you one game a week, two games a week. I definitely. Now I don't know if I want to admit this on the show. You're gonna it have does to vary it. from week to week. If you were to average it out over the course of a month, maybe thirty games across all oh. the consoles. So I don't know if that's high. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I buy a lot, like lots. <laughs> Other times I'm getting single games just because they're harder to find. So, somewhere so, around so, there. So you're averaging one new game a day. So it's uh, 365 games a year. Oh, easy. That that's a conservative estimate because I know people that watch this show. Oh. But uh, oh man, I'm 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 lucky if I bring in one or two games a week. Uh, two games a yeah. week, three, three, three games a week's high for me. I mean, there's the quality quantity argument. I, I mean, I am filling in holes in the collection, going for the full set. So, anything I can find cheap that I'm missing, I'm grabbing. So, sometimes there's long periods, dry periods between things being up there, and it's funny. Like, there's hardly any PS2 or PS1, for example, uh, locally. And then when there is, it's usually stuff I have already. It's funny what used to be the commonest of the common stuff people couldn't give away now yeah. i can't even find it to fill in the holes so, so uh, that one to me but so what what is mostly so are you would you say this is ps2 for example do you have mo you have all the heavy hitters now you're just looking for those little yeah those are the ones balls. i tried to sorry i cut you off there you, you're just looking for little oddballs like on P, for example ps2 is it all that's left is a little oddball hard to find title it's, yeah so um probably something you guys may have talked about in the past or not ps2 has the highest for as far as playstation goes 
And we know the size of the library used to be like a record, but it has the most amount of sports filler. Um, so actually, like if you go for all the heavies and the non-sports games, that's almost half the library. And then you've got almost the other half is almost entirely sports or racing games. A thousand games. Yeah. yeah. So you've got, I would say between eight and 900, as sad as it sounds, it depends, you know, if you want to call those racing games and the flight games and like where you're in a craft. Uh, yeah, plus it's like everything else. And where do you, where do you, where are you primarily hunting? What's your, uh, what's your happy hunting ground? I mean, is it, is it more local? Uh, is it eBay? Are you, are you hitting the garage sales? Yeah. I think, flea markets. I think most people are in the same boat as me. I mean, it, it's the age old question, right? Um, time becomes a bit of an issue. Like, do I have time to go out and hunt consistently? I don't really. And the types of things that I'm looking for aren't conventionally available locally anyway. They never were. Um, and if they were, it's cutthroat. Like there's a few stores that have a monopoly over the city and they, they buy up anything good pretty fast. Um, so, I mean, I check early and late at night and, you know, hopefully I'll get to something maybe first or throw in an offer. Sometimes you get people to commit to stuff like uh, giving them a deposit and stuff like that. So my methods have changed a little bit to sort of compete to, but it, it's hard, right? Like, you know, I just don't have a bunch of money to buy 90% filler to get those two games that I want. And now I've got to sit on this stuff or I'm in the same boat as the seller was, um, but it, there is demand yeah. for that stuff. So, I mean, usually I can make my money back. It's just, do I have the space? Do I have the time to keep that stuff? The, the time, because like that's free when you do it like that. It's just, yeah. it might take a month. It might take yeah. three months. And I, I honestly it, don't, uh, it's, you know, you see collections like this, you think people uh, have money and uh, endless resources, but really I don't. This was acquired over a long period of time. Lots of trades and flips. And uh, I try to keep good quality stuff like, I am that guy that would keep things that have value um, not to cash out, but to make a nice trade with a rare item to help somebody else out. And, you know, I've done my research kind of, I think. So I, I know what will be sought after in the future or what other collectors need. I try to find stuff for them or pass the deals on to them. People remember that. And then you get it back in other ways at a later date. So uh, I found having eyes everywhere is probably one of the best ways to hunt. Because there's only so many sites you can have safe searches on uh, yeah. or come back to and, and have your regular cycle of things that you look for. So you definitely got to work with other people and try to be honest and transparent. As cliche as that sounds, um, people have long memories. I kind of talked about that earlier, like just getting involved in nonsense online. Like I don't really have time, time for that. I'm too focused on my goals. Right. Um, so yeah, things take, take time, but I've learned a lot of different ways and use the technology. And uh, I don't have much time to drive around. If I do drive around, it's when I'm on my way to work or whatever, like kind of planning it into my day. Yeah. Well, Lee, this would be a good um, segue into um, something else I wanted to talk about. You run a Facebook group. I um, do. About your Facebook group. Yeah, so uh, I guess how that started was because over the years, uh, working towards these full sets, and you find that there's 
um, both variate variants and regional variations. And you're sort of like trying to define a full set, right? You're like, well, what's a full North American or ESRB set, as Will likes to say. Um, there is a lot of variation and differences between the, not a lot, but there's enough that it's kind of like, well, is this a unique title? Does it have more content on disc as an alternate cover? Um, how am I going to get that without paying the duty fees and traveling to the States and you're paying holding fees. If you have a box down there for me, it's like a, um, probably a four hour round trip. It, it was worse. I haven't actually been during COVID cause it's costing more and, um, yeah, that's another story, but I have stuff sitting down there, like three years worth of stuff that I have to go pick up. It's going to make for a pretty cool video probably. So you got a, you got a, you got a liaison down there just sitting um, shit for you. Yeah. So he, I pay a company that, uh, down there, a holding fee for each item, but it's only five bucks an item, regardless of the size or the amount or the weight. So, um, especially for bundles, if I, if I get a, a good deal on a bundle of something on, on eBay and, and it's free shipping or cheap within the continental United States, I get it sent there and then it sounds cheaper, but they actually up the amount of fees you pay coming into the province and the duty. Uh, I pay 10% to the Ontario government and I have to claim it on my taxes because I have to pay the Quebec government where I live 10% on any electronics, even though it's not for say, like I'm not selling the items, it's for personal use. I still have to pay. So it, and then there ends up being an extra $20 sort of tariffs, 20, 20% more added to the cost. So if you really break down the math, like for the time and energy to go one shot and pick up a, a bunch of stuff, maybe it's worth it, you know, to not have to like worry about stuff getting damaged in the, in the mail or, you know, to have that nice payoff at the end, if you like delayed gratification, but um, it's actually got to the point where it's so expensive that any little gains are almost not worth it. So that leads to my other question of why I created this group in Canada, um, because it, it is costly and you need to know people down there to find stuff. And I've sort of resorted to that route now to getting friends, other collectors. Um, I share information with them, deals, send them stuff. Um, they'll hold stuff for me. And then when they get to a certain amount, <laughs> you sort of want to keep it below a certain weight. But to send stuff even from the United States to Canada can be pricey. So um, you sort of like, oh, okay, we'll declare this as a gift under $50 so you don't get hit with that extra arbitrary tax that they put on things that are heavier or that have a certain, and they open packages sometimes. So once oh, yeah. you sort of learn how to play that game and you have somebody over there that knows what to say and what to insure it at, um, it can actually work pretty good. And you often exchange items with those people at the same time that you send them their stuff. They send you yours. Um, so that led me to the PS1 collectors of America, right? Cause I'm talking to those people about what we have up here. And uh, I thought, why isn't there like a nationwide PlayStation group for Canadians um, to make it easier to ship across Canada and to exchange with the States. So I, I talked to Chris Ram a little bit at the beginning. I'm like, I kind of like the model that you guys have. I want to do something similar here, not necessarily affiliated with them, but it's, it's sort of like whatever practices they use that work there say, well, I could sort of be your sister group or whatever up here. And uh, I was hoping it would grow. I haven't spent a lot of time like advertising or trying to connect with other Canadians. 
Let's hear what's the title? What's the name of the group? It is the PS1 Collectors of Canada. So if you if you type that in Facebook, you'll find the group. Um, I have been trying, at least from the beginning, I was trying to limit it to just people in Canada because I wanted to grow the group here and sort of get good trade relations and then screen people. So uh, I would look to, at their address to see if they are in Canada. I'm like, okay, you're a PlayStation collector <laughs> of Canada. You can join. And I, I have people from like India that weren't reading the stuff and they want to join. And I'm like, it's kind of to make trade across the border easier. Um, it takes the best, right? People <laughs> from the States wanted to join. As long as they were, say, oh, I'm willing to work with Canadian collectors to exchange stuff, then and that was good enough. So I have a few. I want to see a post that's games for sale, only shipping to the 48 states. <laughs> I I have a group called PlayStation Ain't Dead Buy Sell Trade. It it, I, it used to be my baby, but now it's mostly ignored. But uh, anybody who get uh, and it's just for Canada and the U.S. And if somebody somebody from you know overseas or anywhere they're trying to get in, I ban them, ban them immediately, uh, with uh, with extreme prejudice. Don't feel bad about it. Just no, you can't come in. But uh, you know, I got um, uh, maple syrup is really expensive here, and I got a uh, I got a smuggling route that, <laughs> across Lake Ontario. So if you need my guy, you know he'll uh, that's he'll, it. He'll, he'll do that swim for you. <laughs> hey guys, on this podcast, we've got a few different segments, and one of those segments is meme time. We will. So oh shit! Am I up? Going. Uh oh! What? Headphone warning. <laughs> I can't I can't get enough of that. Man. I love that. <laughs> the laugh at the end. What a sadist. <laughs> All right, so uh what, what what's on deck, Joe? What do we got? What's up first? Joe, no, oh, there we go. Oh, not enough cash, stranger. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, uh, Resident Evil Four Collector's Edition. Oh man, this thing was scalped so heavily on yeah, day yeah. one, and that's uh, that is a re- legitimate uh, uh, ad from uh, eBay. So you don't uh, even you. have to update the price on that. They're still <laughs> they're still going ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to the eBay scalpers. Yeah, they make the world. That's go probably around. not going to drop too much. Like the game is critically acclaimed. Doesn't seem we, like they made too many of those. You know what happened with GameStop, right? They canceled Games, everyone's. They yeah. canceled everybody had a pre-order set and they came in. They said, eh, nah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Especially when that. like if you're in as deep as some of these Resident Evil diehards are, like if you've got oh, all yeah, the other yeah. collectors editions, and now it, that one's kind of like gives me the the Jack vibes, like the limited run, uh the first Jack collector's edition, like People oh, want yeah, people yeah. that collect those want all of them, but that one's over a thousand dollars because I guess it was limited and they never had more in their store or for whatever reason. So I, I feel like this one, if you're that one guy or few people that have all the other huge RE boxes and now you get told yeah, there's not yeah. any more of these coming. Yeah. Resident Evil collectors are just as bad as Star Wars and Trekkies. Nothing against those guys. <laughs> right yeah. to Ransom said, Oh man, you poor bastard. Hats off to you, man. All right, what's next yeah. on that? What do we got next, Joe? Oh, yes. Uh, the Super Mario. This is an old meme, uh, but the uh, Super Mario Bros. movie, 55% tomato meter. The, the critics hated it, but um, after I made the meme, 
Uh, it seems that the uh, the audience score is like ninety one percent. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, whatever, <laughs> Mario. <laughs> I almost got into a fight. Now I haven't seen the movie, but my in laws are like, I really like the Sonic movie. It was better than the Mario movie. My son went to see the Mario movie and the I new guess, one. With, yeah, with it, with it, with his uncle, and uh, he said he enjoyed it for what it was, but said it wasn't that great. And I'm like, well, what are you basing that on? Like, you don't never really played the games growing up but uh in his opinion he agreed with his uncle that the sonic movie was better I don't, he might have been influencing him though i don't know all right what's next uh what do we got next uh, oh yes uh the metal <laughs> if you played metal slug <laughs> yeah you, you get it if, if you know you know that's so that's uh yeah that's a visual right there what else we got on deck uh, for us joe my pokemon attacks you with in reverse uh, with stun seed in reverse uh in reverse what happened you get hit with these nuts. <laughs> it's super effective. Uh, I love this. Uh, I think, uh, D, you, you can never lose the these nuts meme. All right, what else we got? Uh, don't leave your birth control out. <laughs> and it's a bunch of Switch games. Uh, fuck off, Dad. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also that old trope that uh, super nerds are not going to get any action. Right the <laughs> Uh, here I am, four kids later. Uh, oh, yes, this is a big <laughs> Ricky Andre spills coffee on video <laughs> game. <laughs> this is a play on the uh, on the yes. hidden gem, uh, on the Metal Jesus hidden gem. <laughs> it buys game, hidden gem. Well, spills coffee on video game. Variant. <laughs> anyway, what else we got? Young Ricky Andre. This happened to me. This is these these are my screenshots. Uh, public service announcement: Don't drink in eBay. Thank you. So uh, I'm so uh, I purchased Tenchu uh, Wrath of Heaven. I'm so sorry, but uh, can you please cancel this order? I'm embarrassed to say, but I've been drinking and eBaying. I was looking for Tenchu Fatal Shadows, and this popped up, and I jumped on it because yeah. of the price. But I already own it. If you could please cancel the purchase, I would be very grateful. Thank you, and thank goodness the uh, seller was kind enough to cancel it. So no harm, no foul. That's right. You got to own your shit, right? Well, well, well yeah, it, if the guy hadn't canceled it, I would have took it, you know, because it's on me. It's on me. But uh, I discovered my mistake within like 15 minutes and I can't. And thank, thankfully, he wasn't a dick about it. But, I mean, uh, if you got a good deal on it, I'm that guy that would almost be like, you know what? I made a stupid mistake. I'll just keep it. Whatever. I'll keep the Tenchu and I'll just I'll trade it. it for something else. Yeah, so I, I the hassle to send back unless it's a decent chunk. As you all know, the Wii U eShop recently got closed, and the 3DS eShop recently got closed. And guess who's on deck? The PS3 store is next, and so is uh, the Vita store, for that matter. So uh, hoard them while you can, guys, because that shit's going to fire, uh, shoot up in price. Yeah. You guys want to see, um, I think some other collect collectors have shown different digital titles, but uh, I'll show you one that you've probably seen and, and heard of it in PlayStation lore. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> uh the ps5 version the hbo version and the powerful p the most powerful pc version what do you got there um let's see if i can back the camera up a little bit Can we get a full screen on lee there so uh, these are the digital only titles that appeared let's see where i move the camera there oh the digitalis yeah there you are i don't know if the camera's focused i'll get out of it the way, but, no, no. Uh, we, yeah, I can see it. Um, right. So this guy here, I've helped a few other collectors find these using my uh, connections in Latin America. 
but uh i got scammed out of free yes yeah uh, yeah i know it came up on one of the other shows i was trying to help you and some other people get get a copy and uh i don't know where these people come from but they must have uh, been in some of the groups and oh yeah i have a copy of that i'll just make a scan and uh, rip some people off i don't know who and you looked at it right you said it was obvious after yeah, looking it was, at it closely but um, the colors were pretty pretty spot on, like without having the side by side comparison with my real one, nobody would have. I mean, unless they they knew to. It was just the cutting, right? The cutting that was kind well, of. Well, it had a few things. It had a it had a PAL PlayStation strip for one, and they were all wire sealed. Um, I also owned Dead Nation and Hadouken, so I was able to yeah. compare and see that the color didn't match those two. Where obviously yours were all the same color. Yeah, so I'll just put that back up there. I just like the fact that these guys are keeping the subset together. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, Lee, but um, Neville posted in the PS3 collectors a couple of digital-only PS3 games from France this week. I'd never actually seen them before. I'll... Grab a photo for everyone. Yeah, um, oh, that's cool. One second here. Um, I like that that they had cases for them. I mean, all that stuff about the store pulling certain titles definitely, and, and the obscurity and rarity, and the fact that people probably threw them out after they used the vouchers. So, exactly. not a lot of them survived. And uh, yeah, it's just pretty neat to actually have a case with uh, ESRB art for a game that never. Got released up here. So Nabil posted this in the PS3 collectors group this week. So the bottom three titles were all digital only games. We've got the season pass for it looks like the Batman Telltale series. Right. Metal Gear Solid Five Grand Zero is on the end with a blue spine. But contrast in the middle. Never heard, never heard of never that. Never even heard of that having a physical copy. So that's really big news to me. You know, the funny thing about that Terraria you brought out, um, the Ricky Andre brought that bought that off of me, and uh, I I had found a loose disc and I'd stuck the loose disc in there, and so uh, and I forgot to take it out and I, I shipped it off to him. It took that guy <laughs> seven, eight months to send that thing back. Fucking Ricky Andre, if you're listening, that, that's a funny one. So this collector's edition was nineteen dollars posted from Canada at one point. Like I've got the Canadian version. Yeah, must have. Printed oh, yeah? too many of them, and they couldn't sell. I'm not them. sure what's going on with the sticker on that uh, the bottom left, but that doesn't look like an ES ESRB. They, they slap. They have to slap oh. those on. Oh yeah, legally it's, sell them. It's a right, sticker right. over the front. Yeah, so I think I they can... do that in Latin America too, when they have certain titles here that don't conform to their rating standards. Yeah, they cover them. There's yeah. a there's well, there's a wrong. number on the back. What's uh what's like 2,500 of those are out there? Thanks. You, you get you got there's a number on the back. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah. This is number 14,000. So, yeah, yeah, there's only 25,000. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I've got that Sticking Canadian and, uh, US variations. There we go. All yeah, right, man. Sorry. So, that game also had a single release. So, if you get that box collector's edition, it has a little card inside it with the with the sort of Minecraft looking hammer and the USB stick and the yeah, little yeah. plastic download card. And if you want the actual disc copy, it was sold like individually with a different yeah. cover. 
Like I said, I, I went for the PAL version, of course. I had a loose copy. I, I'm sorry, I had I had to I had to pee really bad. I couldn't hold it anymore. Uh, what else? Do you get any memes left there, Joe? Dad, why is my sister named Rose? Because your mother loves roses. Thanks, Dad. No problem, Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> That meme's relevant today with the new game possibly coming out. <laughs> that, that, that meme did really well on the PlayStation yeah. 2 Ain't Dead group. They loved it in there. <laughs> Anymore. Oh, yes. I'm going to buy a VR headset for gaming, right? For for gaming, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all. All you creeps are jerking off with that thing. We know. We know. Better. So I'm just, I know you guys are the ones hosting the show, but I'm just on that standard screen where I can't. I don't necessarily want to see what people are typing, especially if it like gives away stuff. But uh, it's nice to interact with uh, people that are on the chats. If it's on YouTube, I usually watch when I watch it. I watch it on YouTube, so it's kind of it's kind of funny seeing what people are thinking and saying behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you get to say the live chat as well, which is really cool. We 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 will be dedicating an entire show to chat. It's coming up. It's going to be just uh, me and Vigzy and chat. So, uh, so guys, it's actually show number 50 in three weeks' time. Um, we're going to have a special four-hour episode. We're going to invite you Ooh. guys. If you just want to come on during the show, then we can get this around. You never told me about four hours. What the fuck are you talking about? That's a lot of bathroom <laughs> breaks. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have a bunch of regulars come back on the show who have been on already. It should be heaps of fun. So that will nice, be nice. a couple of weeks' time. All right. Uh, one more. Italian man being forced to watch Chris Pratt voice Mario without an Italian accent. <laughs> I think that's. No, I don't know if I want to watch the movie because of that reason. It just makes it weird to me, right? <laughs> I'm a gamer. PC or console? Mobile. God damn it. Then we, Xbox and PlayStation. <laughs> it's beat them up. All right. <laughs> oh, the eShop is dead. Yeah, 3DS hacks. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, and someone got Doom running on a vape. So there oh, you go. Good. Doom can run on anything. <laughs> I'd like to play that, to be honest. Every documentary about serial killers, he was alone. He had no friends. He had no lover. He spent all his time alone at home. And gamers. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Buying a game on release day. Uh, buying a game one year later with all the DLC included. Yeah, that's PS3. That's PS3 video games right there in a nutshell. Uh, I, th- I think you, I think you're. Oh, yes, and that was the end, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's been this week's installment of Meme Time. Thank you for tuning in. I'm <laughs> 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 glad you saw that one early. Right, guys, we have got a few more things to talk about, including a very special announcement that uh-huh, Lee's uh-huh. actually going to make, but we will. Save that for towards the end. Um, firstly, I do have some news, and it is PlayStation collecting podcast news. There, wait, 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 there, 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 there's the. Uh... Can we have... <laughs> so this oh, news yeah. actually comes from the PlayStation Free Collectors Group, and it's from the community. And I wanted to give a special congratulations to. Matthias from Poland. Matthias has completed the PlayStation 3 PAL set, and it's a massive accomplishment, and I believe it deserves some recognition. Oh, man, look at that wall. Yeah, so congratulations, man. Yeah. Wow. 
I believe it's 1,159 uh, games for the PAL set, so it is a very, very big accomplishment. And, and he's as still... we know, most people who go for full sets don't complete them, so I believe recognition is deserved when someone completes a full set. He's, he's, still try, he's still trying to... He's still going for the um, the Buzz games, isn't he? Yeah, he's still going to try to do the Buzz and sing show games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I... Uh, I'm just gonna go grab a sweater out of the machine there. Oh my god, it's cold down here. You're out. <laughs> Three days without heat in my house. <laughs> uh Canada. It's such it's such a foreign place. I uh I do have a little piece of news. Uh I I, I there seems that um I've made a couple DK oldies um DK oldies uh memes over the past couple of weeks. Everybody's dunking on them. And it seems that uh, Treehouse Law LLP is uh, put together a class action lawsuit against these guys. So those guys, uh, they got to come into them. I learned this after joining the Facebook group, Victims of DK Oldies. Yeah, this is a this this is a real group, Victims of DK Oldies. So if you are a victim of DK Oldies, join the group, join the uh, class action lawsuit, and uh, don't let these bastards get away with it. But uh, and uh, that's 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 the news. And let's segue oh, right this yeah. into our final segment, which <laughs> is, of course, homework. Homework. Keeping the community <laughs> safe, objectively reporting. <laughs> you said I was going to get sued at the beginning of the program, uh, so I don't want to hear it later. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Yeah, just be careful. Just be careful. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Everything's yeah. allegedly. So there we go. I'm just... Yeah. Uh, I'm just uh, I heard through the grapevine. <laughs> word on the street is, but uh, I don't know for sure. Okay, so this week's homework was uh, so I wanted to uh, share with us a few of your favorite peripherals. Um, All right. Did you uh, you you got a stack for us, Lee? Yeah, I was say? saying uh, I was out of the house when when I got sent the homework, so I haven't been home, but uh, I do have things kind of organized. So uh, I don't I can't really bring the device, but. Dude, you just gotta you just gotta reach to the left, right, or up in the air, and you'll hit a freaking yeah. peripheral. Oh man, look at I love watching you walk away, Lee. Oh my god, he's so thick. Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> reach lower, yeah, on that bottom shelf. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is this just is taking a wrong turn. ASMR version of the podcast. Well, hopefully, if you want to continue watching this section, go over to Will's OnlyFans. <laughs> it's not called OnlyFans. It's called Patreon. <laughs> this isn't much of a peripheral, but I kind of wish they had it stuck with the long handle original uh, dual. Analog. I was going to say that thing looks. That thing looks odd. It's so it's a yeah, I think Figsy showed it on the show before in one of his quiz questions. Um, people that have used this, it's got a different feel and different weight to it. It's before they added the rumble motors in, and they had longer handles. And then for whatever reason, when they added the rumble, they shortened and bulked up the controller a little bit. But if you have a little bit bigger hands, and the, the concave, like your thumb kind of fits in there nice. They brought this back a little bit with the PS4 controller, but it's not as deep. As these, you can actually kind of like fit the round part of your thumb in there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's. Uh, can you get some suction action on that? I don't know about that. <laughs> well, yeah. Lick your thumb. Um, 
Let's see. You guys saw the uh, that I that I had the. I was going to show the gimmick controller, but the question, <laughs> the question with the Onimusha controller, kind of took that one out. So yeah, that Onimusha uh, controller is badass. New chainsaw and hockey mask. Oh yeah. Everyone seen that episode with the uh, with the Terror Thompsons or whatever the Simpsons trying to <laughs> escape from Sideshow Bob. I used to do um uh, Omegle and I would do Omega with the chainsaw controller. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, I can't speak for I mean these gimmicky controllers aren't not practical to play the games by any means, but it's kind of fun to be in character, right? Uh, I've used yeah. this as a Halloween prop with my Doom helmet and scared children. It's, quite that's, a, it's, it's a lovely shelf piece. I mean, if you're a PS2 controller and you're, you're a PS2 collection and you're serious about it, that's that's just a must-have. I have to say, if I was going to pick best peripherals, I'm going to have to go with the Namco stuff. So uh, I've got just about every major controller. So like, here's the Ace Combat set for PS2. Um, just the build quality of this is amazing. We were talking, I was talking about, cause I was playing, I was playing, uh, Ace Combat 7 on PS4 earlier today. And we we're talking about that. And, uh, I would love one. I don't know if they make them for PS4, but yeah, that thing's great. I'm uh, sure they do. And that's yeah, which, uh, I, which, console, seen... which, which game is that for? That's for Ace Combat 5 on some war, I believe. I've got the box here. I'll show you what it came in. You ever played with a flight stick, Figsy? Um, I have with PC titles, um, but I'm I'm not a big fan of using flight sticks. I'm not a really big fan of peripheral controllers, which you're about to hear. <laughs> well, you yeah, better bring so, the fire. Uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but when I get to the uh, surprise announcement, you know, all of these boxes, all this history. Um, I dig it. Terms of showing things off, sharing with the community. Um, you can watch a lot of individual videos and talk to different people. You make your own lists. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to allude to it without spoiling the surprise, but we'll get into it soon. Where were you? What? What? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Don't go anywhere, guys. Huge news coming soon. World exclusive on the PlayStation Collective podcast. <laughs> what else can I show? Uh, I got the analog joystick up there. Well, I wonder if I can point it somewhere up top there. Got a box. Oh, that peripheral looks like a, a weight bench. That's fucking rad. Yeah, no, that weight bench is in the foreground, eh? Never <laughs> any other place to put it. Oh, oh yeah, oh, that one's nice. PS1. Yeah. Official Sony analog. Was that made by ASCII? There, there's stuff made by AS. I don't know how to pronounce that. ASCII. That's how I do it. Not this one, but they have the fishing controllers for PS1. Fight stick. I'll show you one of those. I have the ASCII fight stick. It was really clicky. This is the H-Tech one, actually, that came with Bass Landing. Um, you nice. can't really get a good view of the controller. Is that sealed? 
inside the box. Is it sealed? I didn't open it, so probably is. I, I wonder if that's like the PS3 fishing game. Once you actually attach the repeller fishing controller, you can never deattach it, so you can never put it back in the box. No. <laughs> Don't believe well, no, it... they're, they're not quite like that. There's no no right, if you own that, don't try it once because you'll never get rid of it. Um, these are kind of like so PS1 and PS2. I mean, you've seen people showing off collections with the dance pads. Um, a lot of games had their own themed dance pads, so the functionality of the games don't really change. It's just the the layout, somewhat of the buttons and the and the. I've never seen a Jungle Book. Damn. Yeah, yeah. These are, uh, they're getting harder to find. I mean, there's a lot of these, if you, it, when you break it down, there's, there's a lot of them that, yeah, di either didn't survive or weren't really sought after. And now they're worth a ton of money and there's none of them left. The Power Region got a lot of um, CD cases that came with PS1 games. I think there's six or seven of those. They're really nice. They look that size as well. They're awesome. Joe Rad would like you to dance right now. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do a, a, a trick for you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> feats of physical prowess on the PlayStation Collectors yeah, podcast. There you go. No. Dude, I'm uh, that, that's getting that's getting clipped, and we're using it as a promo. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking gold. Gymnastics right, uh, on the show. What do you guys? I actually did do a little bit of stunt work. Um, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. You know, I, you're thinking I about injured my home. back, so uh, you know I've got a, like a claim going on at work. So don't. Uh, that's probably a, if I look too able-bodied, it's not really going to help. But oh. I'll use that clip in the court case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my actually, like my my, my strength, my strength is actually still there. Um, the thing with the back is I I, I work with high-risk kids in one of my. I have three jobs. I work as a youth counselor. And I work with kids that uh, have mental health and uh, crisis uh, issues. So they're having their needs assessed and living in a special group home with special funding. And uh, we have to go hands on with the kids to sort of like bring them down to get them calm yeah, and to, to help them through these crises. Um, and it's just like everyday things, but they're not, they can't handle a lot. So not to get too much into that, but that job was like a part of my identity and uh, I, I lost my ability to do that and along with it, some income. And I was off work for a while while uh, I was getting tests done and trying to get uh, prove the extent of my injury because I had to restrain one of these kids alone and we were supposed to have extra staff to help and they weren't available. Um, not to get into the logistics of it, but... Uh, it didn't end well for me at the end. I ended up going down a flight of stairs and having a kid land Holy on top shit. of me and fractured a vertebrae in my lower back. So uh, I was still trying to go to work the next day, but I had a pretty rough go this summer. Um, I was trying to kind of just hope it would go away, keeping busy. And I had kidney another bout with kidney stones this summer. Oh, man. Ended up in the hospital with like a blocked... Uh, passageway and uh, that hasn't gone well for me in the past I've needed emergency surgeries and almost died so I knew it was pretty serious and uh, right before I went into surgery this time when they they did an ultrasound to try to see where the the stone was blocked blocking and they, they saw that I had a fractured disc in my back from three weeks earlier 
that had gone unaddressed. So that is um, one big pile of shit. Yeah. No, so that's no. that's anyway. That's what? been part of my journey and my challenge. It's brought me to this uh, surprise announcement. Is uh, trying to find a way to keep busy and uh, I guess affirm my identity and not be too bored. Um, it's funny how sometimes like some of the, I guess, darkest times or the, the worst experiences really challenge you to, to think about your purpose. Like a lot of my identity was attached to that job and just uh, helping kids through some of the stuff that I could relate to, re- relate to, or just skills that I had acquired because I had gone through similar stuff. So that, that job was like an important part of me. And I don't know if I'm going to end up going back there because the risks are too high. So I've been in physio for like a lot of months to try to get better and build up my strength in my back and reduce pain. And uh, I've actually come pretty far with that. But uh, if you're in a restraint with a kid, it's pretty frequent there. So um, the chance of re-injury is high. So now I'm trying to think, you know, I'm getting up there in age and if I get injured and I can't. You're only 41, man. I. You're a spring chicken, Lee, but hats yeah. off to you. All you do, man. Hope, hope, speed recovery. Yeah, you know, one door closes, maybe another opens. Like it's, I'm trying to. Fixie was telling me how his uh, his business started up, and I guess, I guess it's been kind of a natural progression. But obviously, you've you've thought about this for a while, and it wasn't easy to jump into it full force. And there was a transition. Yeah, it was period. a three or four year thing, really, before I went full time. It wasn't just. Hey, I'm going to do this full time. Oh, let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. No, it was a, all right, let's build the store to a point where I was making more than my wage before I actually left my job. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I, I don't want to take on anything that's not self-sustaining, but like these passion projects and hobby things that you think like, oh, this is fun. I don't know if I can make a, a career or a go out of this. Like maybe you sort of have that idea in the back of your mind, like maybe I can do more of this or do it full time. But like those things are kind of a grind, right? And, and sometimes it's hard to get them off the ground. So I had sort of like my own plans. Uh, for a lot of years, I was very guarded. Like I had with collecting, right? It's like, I know, you know, I don't want to put things on, on, on the map that other people are going to scalp or, you know, try to extort me and uh, I don't really trust people, right? Because I got burned a lot of times and live and learn, right? So I'm like kind of like a trauma victim, right? Kind of like those kids. It's like, well, what? A, I learned some hard lessons collecting. So is that, how is that, that going to affect me moving forward? Like, what do I want to do with that? So I, yeah. I think that's maybe a way to tie into this announcement that I'm about to make, but. Right before you do that, we'll get me and Will's part of the homework in. Sure. So get that out of the road. So Will, what's your peripheral that you chose? I brought, this week's homework? I, I brought a few, a few on, um, <laughs> First one, uh, it's my favorite PS4 controller, the Barry Blue. It's just pretty. Is it fake? Is it real? How can I tell the difference? Well, every day, every time, uh, a million posts. How is this fake? Is this real? I don't know. I really don't know. I just take my best guess. Uh, This one says Barry Blue on the bottom somewhere. Yeah, there it is. Hmm. So that's how I know that's real. Uh, Barry Blue. Oh, and also, if if it's the box. If it's got this swirl that goes like this, you see it? You see how it goes like that? Or, 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 yeah, that's real. If it doesn't, it's a fake piece of shit. So, Barry Blue controller, one of my favorites. It's, I think it's pretty. 
Yeah, that's a cool color for sure. Lee, you're a big fighting game guy. Uh, you'll appreciate this. Picked this one up a while back. This is, uh, what is this? Fighter 5? Oh, 4. 4, yeah. Street Fighter 4. Uh, this is a um, this is a Mad Cats controller. This one, however, has been uh, upgraded with a, uh, this one has a uh, Sanwa, Sanwa stick. And uh, I'll listen to clickiness. Oh, my God. ASMR for fighters. <laughs> and then I love my, I yeah. love my fighting sticks. Uh, this is, uh, I think I picked this one for like 25 bucks. And it was, uh, and, and it was already, it was already modded when I got it. So, um, with the, with the, with the stick and the buttons, first stick and buttons. Love this thing. Well, I can get a good shot in there. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> it, it works this is a ps3 stick but it does work on um a few ps4 games that do provide legacy support so there's that it work on pc as well right yeah from what i understand but uh i don't fuck around with all that shit but uh yeah yeah yes uh, uh mad cats ps4 uh, street fighter 4 uh fights yeah, compatibility is a bit of a thing. Some of these controllers are made specifically to function well with certain games. Depends on the layout of the buttons. And uh, I found PS3 a little bit spotty. Like sometimes they'd work for certain games and then other games they they wouldn't work when I plugged them in and they, or they didn't have the drivers. I was like, what the heck? Like we're in the USB era. Like why isn't the store I, making these drivers work with every game? I, I kind of turned off a little bit, joint, spending a lot of money for sticks that didn't work properly. Fight fight sticks, it's a whole. Other, I mean, it, but fight sticks alone, it's just it's it's a whole other animal. I mean, I've, I belong to groups just dedicated to fight sticks, so there's that. Uh, I saw this when you were showing. I saw this when you were showing off your uh, your um, during the room tour, but uh, yeah, this is the uh, PS Move uh, shooty gunny thingy. Yes, I don't know. I don't know what exactly what the, what the uh, official. I've never found a game that uses this thing, um, uh, but no, I, I, I think I love it's Kill, Killzone Three. I think is what it was built for that that specific like longer gun, and it mm. works with one of the, the Cabela's actually have their own version of it, but I think it works with the Cabela games as well. Yeah, Sharp, uh, I don't like that name, Sharpshooter Joe. I get that navigation controller. <laughs> this is a shooty, shooty, killy thingy. Uh, I play it with this game, and uh, I play it with uh, Raising it. Storm. Uh, yeah, and this thing, I don't, it's rad. I love it. Uh, Joe recently got uh, got a sniper one, which I'm jealous of because it's all black. Uh, his will get hit and killed in a in a dark alley with the cop. But no, yeah, this this will uh, this will get you. Uh, you can get by with this thing. You can run down the street and go pew 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 with your friends and uh, not get killed. So there you go. Welcome to America. You could run down the street with Joe's one in Australia and not get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hold this thing for the rest of the, uh, the show. So there you go. So you can tell uh, who the American is. <laughs> I really like. I thought about that question. <laughs> one of us is American. Can you guess who? <laughs> no, but I, I think this thing's rad. I love it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, um, I thought to myself, I don't use any peripherals. Like, I don't. I've got fighting sticks and I've got controllers. I don't really use anything. However, there is one thing I use. I guess it's going to be a little bit lame, but um, 
I can't play shooting games without one of these things on my controller. <laughs> so, um, what is I that? Play shooting games, I like to play with high sensitivity. Um, so if you have one of these things on the controller, you can control like your recoil and you can spray and stuff better. So, um, two thousand hours of PUBG, I couldn't play it without this thing. That's <laughs> so that's what I picked for my um, peripheral for homework. Yeah, you know what that? You know what that made me think of? I'll just get something random. Maybe Joe Rad seen this one before. What are those called, Pigsy? Um, Dick uh, tips. I'm not entirely sure. They sell them at EB Games on the front counter. They're like um, they're like a buck. Analog stick extensions, or no, no, was... I know they've got thumb thumb sticks. I don't know. I know they've got names for it. Oh, because, yeah. So who wants to skateboard with like I, I had that thing dude. extension on their controller to make it more? Oh, that sensitive? is cool. It's like a it's like a fingerboard and it, yeah. it sits on top of both analog sticks. Yeah, and uh, what is it? with Yanya Calabalista? Is that the name of the game? That's the game. That and is cool. Uh, and then then so you got no, this. I don't know if the got, camera focused there. Yeah, I, too I, much I, reflection. I, I, I found I found those uh, I found one of those when I went back to my girlfriend's hometown in uh, I found a Wichita Kansas, complete in box. It had the little it had the stick, it had the box, everything. And yeah, I can't really speak. Oh, that, that's an odd one. I can't speak too intelligibly about it because it's still sealed. I haven't actually experienced it for myself. Just vicariously I, I, through other people's videos. Yeah, I played it. Yeah, it's, but yeah, then again, picture picture uh, a tech deck, a fingerboard. And, and, and they, were, they were huge in the early 2000s. And then you flip the tech deck over, and instead of wheels, you got these two little, uh, two little round things that just clip right on top of the analog sticks, and that's how you play the game. Uh, Lee, right a, before we get to your announcement, I did have a little question for you. Um, you sent me before the I show pee. your you collection, and I had I had a glance over your collection for about half an hour or so, and one title actually shocked me that I didn't know existed, and I'm. I've been talking in communities about this game for a while. Um, we weren't sure if it existed, and that was the Silent Hill Double Pack. Got to shed some light on this one. Yeah, so uh, I consider myself uh, a bit of a an archivist, historian. So, like I said earlier, I try to find things that haven't been found and tell their story, get to the bottom of it. So uh, back when I was I'll, I promise I'll make this short, but back when I was trying to fill out my list for like a full set for PS2, um, I found on PS1 there was a few like Latin region variants, and uh, I saw some alternate covers and stuff like that. I had a friend down there uh, helping me try to get a few specific variants for PS1, um, and then I was like, man, I, I think I have a handle on what's down there. But they had some of like their own store exclusives and some of their own events. Um, so as it turned out, um, someone that worked for Sony, a, a former employee, um, was tasked with creating a, um, a piece of memorabilia that was commissioned to honor the series Silent Hill 2 series music producer for a special event that was held in Latin America. So like he was explaining this to my friend who found this on the marketplace in Mexico. Cause I wanted like to know where this came from. Cause it looked authentic. Um, and he was like, yes, there was an event and I think it was only four 
you have to read my write-up on it, but um, two or three attendees got one. I'm not sure how they were. It was decided who got them. If it was just given away, or if there was like a prize draw. And the actual producer was given one of these, um, and like they shook his hand and everything, and said congratulations on reaching your sales numbers and the success of the series. So it was pretty cool the story when they were telling this to me. So I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty neat. So wasn't really uh, intended to be available publicly, but for whatever reason, this guy. <laughs> This guy worked for them and he just didn't care and he had it and put it on the marketplace. I think in your write-up that said that there was five of them given out at the event or something. Yeah, you might want to read it again because um, I went back like, before, I'm like, do you still have that guy's contact? Because I, I want to like make sure I got the story straight. And he went back and read it to me and, and the actual number of them had changed from what I remembered. So I just updated it. But uh, chat asking if we could see it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's real. Uh, I probably shouldn't touch it with my greasy fingers, but <laughs> let's just go grab it. The Silent Hill fans, eh? I've only ever seen images of this. I've never actually seen it uh, before. Uh, uh, there it is. Oh wow! So uh, I guess if this is my claim to fame, then uh, it's pretty cool. I've actually That's got, amazing, I've got this, I've got a few other things that I, that I, I'd like to show if I we have time on the show, but don't, uh, look at how nice and crisp that is. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah, so, and the covers are the same the as the, the case. Cover? I actually talked to, uh, to Finn about this. Cause like, he's kind of a savage hunting this. I'm like, yeah, I know it doesn't really need to, you don't need to have it to consider yourself having a full set or like one of everything. It's kind of like the the Nintendo World Championships or some of those things. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like a custom. I mean, he wants one thing. and like other people have asked me for scans of it and uh, I don't even want to go too close to the camera because I'm like, if you take a picture of this and somebody has the software to like write it and remove the reflections, yeah, you know, you're, not only you're de devaluing your collection, but it's just that uh, annoying to have reproductions of something that's supposed to be one of a kind or special. And Same as that amazing. 3D collection I've got that's a download code only. I've had people ask me for scans of it. I'm not giving you a scan of a $1,000 piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of consider that blasphemy, especially since I'm so into original everything like i would replace things if they were missing slips or pieces of paper that came with them just because i'm like it's too hard to find it individually and you know you just amass a bunch of incomplete things if you're trying to piece everything together so it sort of ended up like i need to have everything complete because i'm going to be archiving everything so but let's get into your announcement lee you want to pick yeah, so uh, I was trying to build up to it. Um, and just in saying that I had all these ideas that I wanted to start a website, an archiving site um, that sort of took stuff from all over the internet and put it in one spot. And uh, I was always a big fan of Game Rave site, which is uh, uh, the PS1 collector, Jason Dvorak, aka Danger Boy. Um, and I sort of shared some of my passion and ideas with him over the years i was like i like the way that you laid the site out and you have the variants and they're sort of within the game pages and it's to help sort of establish what's the first print and uh i like that and i'm like they haven't really 
had a similar site for the other consoles that sort of follow that model but but also it's just like a huge task for one person to do right uh i'm not a web guy i don't really do coding i know i had a lot of lists and i was trying to figure out ways to organize data and um if you add a lot of pictures to websites the cost can go up I don't, I don't really want to get into all the logistics of it, but I was trying to find a way to auto-populate data and uh, have maybe some of the images off the website, and then it would just pull from somewhere else. The same with all the numbers. And But anyway, just standardizing all that, putting it in one spot, trying to like make it fun and then share it with the community. I wanted to do that. And because I'm going heavy for PS4, I was going to start with like do my PS4 site and then show that, and then if everybody liked it, then I'm gonna do this massive PlayStation project and get everyone on board and and we'll try to make a site that has everything in one spot. Um, but since I couldn't find the time <laughs> to get the PS4 stuff off the ground, I don't have a decent computer, but then I ended up injured, as I said earlier, and I was trying to find something to do with my my passion and my hobby. And I thought I'd always wanted to, to show off the spine artwork for the games um i just think it's a thing that's not really well displayed and um a lot of websites with just like text it's kind of boring to look at and, and i like it kind of like figs said it looks like you're looking through someone's collection when you look at the spines and I sort like of help establish what is specific to the area or the region you collect so this site that i put together in collaboration with other collectors of the different full sets for the different sony consoles basically use them as a resource to outsource uh, or link to on this website, this master site. It's going to have every game for every Sony console. Um, basically, like I said, with the standardized lists for different niche aspects of the console. So if you want the light guns for that console, the games that are supported, you want just the 3D games for that console, you want to know Whatever you want to know, it's going to be there for each console, sort of on the drop-down list. You can find it in the same spot. And uh, it's also going to add to my earlier conversation I had off-air of, like, people in the community helping run these things through the gamut of testing to see, like, what support, what's really supported, like, what works. And um, just like any site, right, you're adding to it and you're, you're maintaining it, but... I'm trying to get the build out right so that, that it works. And uh, you'll notice that I, I, it took me over a year to make my master PS4 list. So uh, I'm started by just putting all of the spines I had in my collection, plus the placeholders to the ones that I haven't acquired yet. So um, to help me organize my own collection and also just sort of like, what am I going to focus on, right? Um, you do a lot of research when you're trying to figure out what you're going to go for first. And like just the scope of the collection is huge, like the PS4 library. Um, on the other list that I have that says there's 3,000, I think it's 3,003 unique PS4 titles now. And that's including the planned releases that haven't come out yet. So that that took months to enter all those spines in. I got to play that thing. And uh if you look at the PS1 and PS2 pages, I've got, yeah, I'll get to that in a second, the committee stuff. I've got um, some of the like number and A and B, like the early parts of the alphabet are the spines are entered. I just wanted to see if the templates would work 
Um, I've got all of the the spines in for the PS4, but I'm still working through. So one thing I'm finding as I'm entering them is the way that people organize their lists is is pretty different depending on who you go to, uh, just like the way people organize their collections differently. But for all intents and purposes, if you're trying to find a Disney title and there's three different Disney uh, Disney labels or variations of how it was written on the spine. So if you go to D for, let's say PS2 is a good example. Go PS2, go D, you'll see. Now, this is what it's something that would be consistent on each console. If you go down, yeah, that, that would work too if you go PS1, but you could check. If you scroll down, I think I did it there already. I find Disney. Oh, that takes a little while to load. What are the um, boxes to the right of the games? Collect, unbox, and review. What's the plan for those in the future? Exactly as it sounds. So the collect is possibly going to link to a marketplace functionality. I was cautioned by other collectors. Again, again, that's something that maybe it could work. Maybe it wouldn't. Um, Even if it was just like a list of trusted sellers, like I could just be the middleman. I don't have to necessarily be selling products, but uh, I did want to make it easy for people to verify the veracity of, of things and, and check stuff. So like imagine a world where there's a marketplace for PlayStation. You have the actual item, a page that shows everything that's in there. And then literally right beside it, there's a buy option and you go to a trusted seller and you could check their listing and see if it matches what was on the game page right beside it. Like you're That's not having really to jump cool, actually. You're not having to jump around, right? So I didn't I didn't want to add that as an afterthought. So I, I put it in. You know, it's not functioning right now, but if I ever get to that point where I have all of what's inside the games, then maybe a next logical step could be to add that. I have a question for the website because a lot of our viewers are PAL region viewers. Is it going to be a North American specific site or are you going to open up to PAL games in the future? Yeah. Well, fuck fuck PAL. (laughs) Well, the people that I know and that I've collected with collect for the region that we're in. So it was both as much to help figure out and and my journey of full setting uh, as to help people in my region. But if the model works, I mean, and it's just a matter of passing it on to somebody in PAL and they, they want to have access and, I don't know, replicate it somehow. That's something I could always look at at the future. Like this is supposed to be a gift to the community and having these other collectors that have done a lot of the work and have a lot of, you know, resources that I don't have is, is super helpful. It's going to get better uh, as we get further into it, I think. Yeah, a few this more is questions, a... Lee. I think people were wondering: Are you going to make this available for free? Well, right now it's supposed to work publicly. There's like a safety certificate issue that I have to figure out. So anybody that tries to go on the site should just be able to click like uh, that little box at the bottom and, and say. I will leave a link in the ignore, and then you, you can check it out for yourself. So it's kind of like the bare bones are there. Um, and there's a blurb about my vision for the future on the uh, the about page. Um, it might take a while to get there for sure to, to enter everything. Um, I'm putting a lot of stuff in every day. Like I want to get the placeholders in. So once all that stuff is entered for PS1 and um, PS2, I, I've still got the PS3 to do. 
but the PS1 and PS3 pages should link to uh, Game Rave, and the PS3 one would link to Ricky Andre's PlayStation 3 data center, like right from the get go. So those two parts of the the library would be done. In theory, I think a few of their pages are down or incomplete as well, but they're working toward filling them in and, and fixing pages that are broken for whatever reason. So uh, that's another good thing is we can kind of help each other. I'm like, hey, that page isn't working It's a anymore. good community when it's like you know? that. Hey, so, so there might be a mistake there and you pointed it out or a new game gets discovered and you're both adding it to the website. So, so yeah, this, exactly. is, this is definitely a collaborative effort. Uh, can you name a couple of the other dickheads uh, who <laughs> are help, helping you out? Yeah, so uh, you never quite made it down to the Disney thing, but that's okay. Yeah, so I just I pinned a couple of the names. These are people that I've talked to that said they they would help out, and uh, I left some some empty spots just there. Like, if people in the community want to say like, "Hey, I can help with this, that, or the other thing," like I'm all ears. I I have a, an email on the about part of the web page that you can you can email with the here's how I could help or here's what I'd like to see on the web page, and uh, I'll consider where I can fit it in. Right, so it's kind of like. Uh, what are sort of the best the best things that collectors would be looking for and what also like there's a legacy aspect of the site that i haven't really talked about but with with innovation and and things changing you have different series you have different controllers different support being added each generation so uh, i kind of wanted to like show how things change over time and sort of have different segments devoted to that i don't know if that makes any sense but uh, it's kind of a love letter to, to Sony and, and to the fans, but just said shed some light on different things that people haven't really done a deep dive into. It's like, it's like a, it's like a greatest hits list of uh, our, our show's guests. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. Like uh, definitely had a lot of contact with <laughs> some of those guys over the years. Um, and I'm sure there'll be more people coming on in the future who you might even know today but you'll meet later on that'll be able to help towards this project as well yeah it's actually made it more fun like when i was trying to do it solo like you kind of feeling the burnout right you're like man i'm gonna create this huge ps4 site and then i'm like I, do i want to share it with everybody and like you're kind of like this is my baby and I, i'm still like oh there's certain things i'm hunting i don't want everyone to know um but then at a certain point i'm like that's not fun it's just not yeah, yeah. not the end game right um and for me to get to the point where i'm comfortable like it's just not going to happen on my own and yeah so, <laughs> well, so any sense but if uh if somebody wants to pitch in help out should they reach out to you or what's the uh yeah it's just a simple matter of uh sending an email to that to that site and uh, i'll try to respond Let's see. Let's see how much interest there is in this project. Uh, I personally think well. it's absolutely amazing, Lee, that um, you've done all this for free for the community. Um, collectors today that are starting fresh, looking, hey, I want to go for a full set. I have all these resources available to them. Um, yeah, the spines just... in particular I wanted to add. As a collector, I love seeing all those spines. And going through that website, you don't have to scroll through full photos. You just see little spines and you can scroll through so many games quickly. And it's a good way to quickly read information. Yeah, exactly. You can tell a lot from the spines. There's a lot of identification information there. And 
it's also sort of a way of establishing like the first print of a game. You have that as the placeholder and then all the variants are inside of it. Um, it kind of made sense to me and it's, that it doesn't take up a lot of space. So things should load relatively quickly. I know it's some of the letters there have a ton of them, um, but it, it's pretty cool. And if it works the way it's supposed to, it, I am still figuring out we uh, Weebly is the site builder that I use, but there's different options for how you want to display pages. If you want them to shoot out or open in a new page. Um, if I'm opening somebody else's website, how long is that going to take? Um, and then when I do go to build my own dedicated PS4 site, am I going to do that inside that? Or am I going to have a separate site? Um, these are all sort of questions. Someone was showing me that you can use chat GPT or whatever that uh, AI site is to help you with web building. If you're a noob, I'm sure you could these days. I you can do start anything. asking questions about the scripting and population and all that stuff that I'm learning about. Um, uh, so <laughs> let's uh, let's talk names because um, it, this is this is really a huge huge project. So you, you got a lot of people helping you out. Um, who's 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 your go to PS one guy? Well, it's been Jason Dvorak for sure on Game Rave. Like he already has a huge archive of games. Um, so for the spines, interestingly, like he's chosen to sort of put. Um, what is it, his branding for his site sort of in small watermark spots, yeah. uh, which is cool. Um, and they're down res a little bit for whatever reason. So like the spines, he's actually redoing all of them for this project, like rescanning everything in high res. Yeah. Nice. Just, the, just the, the whole cover. Right. And then I'm cropping them and putting them in there. So this is, this is kind of something like you actually need to have the original. He has a graphic design background. So he kind of knows how to make the blacks look black and, and the whites look nice and everything like that. So it, it looks a lot cleaner, I think, with the, the spines having been taken from a scan of the artwork versus like with the reflection from the, the cases. So I, I plan to add that later for the PS3 and PS4. But for now, I'm just going to use the placeholders just because I got to get everything entered and get it linked up. Um, so we got Jason Dvorak on PS1. Who's who's uh, who's who's the head haunt? Who's? PS2. Yeah, so uh, Finn is the self-anointed. Oh, I, I love <laughs> I, that dickhead. Yeah, so he, he and I met like pretty early on. Well, maybe not early on, but like before he went really deep into PS2, he was asking on some of the groups if anyone had a full set list. And I'd been variant hunting for a while. And, and after specifically like the collector's editions and like what I thought might, would be heavy. So I kind of had the lists put together, but I hadn't really gone deep into the library itself with just getting all the games so like he i think he appreciated the the information and the heads up because um he was able to hunt some of those things before they were common knowledge and a lot of them took a long time to find so i i helped him out there with finding stuff and he's pretty passionate about archiving stuff so um he's all you know on board with this wanting to get everything working you... off the library and he's doing the scans for the ps2 games he's up to like letter d or e so like if you look at the site as it's growing we're doing the letters sort of simultaneously i got the ps4 done ahead of everything else but as i'm getting through the letters i'm, I'm realizing this indexing function is going to come in handy so like whenever they don't use conventional names and they change the order and it doesn't match what's on the cover it's going to be somewhere in the library, but you don't know where. Well, if I use the same 
index on each console, you will know where to find it. And so I'll, I'll have that in the actual library. You can look at the index and see where things are. So that, that'll help. And um, also just sort of establishing what is a full set. So there's definitions of why things went in a certain place and whether you want to consider this as part of your set or not. So it should be easy to find. And then I like that consistency too, because like some people will put the games under T. Some people will put them under the title that the name is, you know? Yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. Like the, again, just a pet peeve or being anal or OCD, but obviously everyone defines their own rules, but the rules should be consistent in and of themselves. I mean, yeah, exactly. and have... Because every publisher does their own thing, right? It's like, screw you guys. You just screwed up my whole system. So right, now I, we have a system to fix that. I already know the answer to this next question, but who's uh, who's helping you on a PS3? <laughs> the man, Ricky Andre. Dicky Andre. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's actually got a lot of stuff uploaded already, so I haven't been pulling, pulling him into this as much as the others because I'm like, I'm just going to use what's there. And um, if anything's Makes missing, missing or broken, I'll, I'll let him know. Um, I don't want to be asking him for scans every day or anything like that. The stuff that he did do for his plate looks pretty clean. You know, yeah, it's, he's, the, he's the a... resolution's pretty good. Um, and he's tried to, like, show all different facets of things. So, like, the detail is there. So, so uh, I, I guess he's sort of got an end game too. Like, he's he's planning on slowly adding everything as he finds it and whether he's hunting for stuff or not, whether he, he mentioned to me this week that he's considering adding power games to the website. So no, oh God, please no big rabbit hole. To go no, down. please. No, God, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, pal guys. You're, you're and then crazy. if we add that to make it complete, you'd have to add all the Japanese titles. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lee, uh, other than you PS4, who's, uh, who's giving you a hand on PS4? Um, well, right now, so for my own research, Austin Hackman helped me a lot to mm -hmm. get items and, uh, you know, with what about this for your list and that sort of thing. So, like, in actually making the, the list that I think is as complete a, a list as any, there's so many different companies putting out games that you, yeah. you need eyes, you need people to remind you when Limited Rare throws up something at midnight or whatever right <laughs> i don't have to tell you guys that but uh he's been one of those guys there's a few others out there as well but it's been mostly me just because i don't think anyone's as crazy as i am I like to go after everything i'll send you a full set ps4 north american collector your way how's that sound? yeah yeah that would be super <laughs> we had, um, chaos on the show um, a couple comparing months ago. notes would be fun ps4 set um I, I'm kind of weird. Like I, I want to finish this. Um, I want to get the scans for all the PS4 games. And it's like, you know, you have so many things that are sealed. I wish somebody else would crack it open. So I don't have to, <laughs> you know, and do the scan when all it gets right, to that. So having a pool of people that would have things that are already open, <laughs> that would be super helpful. All right. And last uh, PS5. Who's uh, I, I know the answer to this one, but w w which dickhead have you pulled for that? Yeah, it's got to be James Johnson there, oh, right? Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed a couple of PlayStation systems. Oh, no, yeah, I, know, I, know, I haven't well. mentioned it. I haven't mentioned the PS Vita or the PSP. I know we're getting there. Yeah, so, uh, I had a couple of names thrown my way, but they're not people that I that I know. And I'm outside of my realm there. So I'm going to need help from the community and the, 
either nominating people or people or if you're that guy just sort of step forward and let me know if uh if you're in that deep that you want to try to contribute to like a full set psp so, list and make it public so do you do so do you have anyone on board for psp or ps vita no i don't no. It, right, yeah well, just, i think there's just question everyone listening yeah, yeah. a full psp or a full PSP totally up there like... and like i i kind of need executives and like people to do different tasks for the other consoles as well so like there's the main people that just are known sort of in the community and lee, lee let me publicly ask have said that they have full sets but are are you are you a member of the PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, Four, Five, Eight Dead groups? Any of them? Uh, I know I'm on PS Two and PS Three. Ain't dead. Um, PS One. I don't know if that group's dead. <laughs> PS. Uh, well, uh, no PS. We we never played with PS One. Ain't dead. We, we, right. we just we glommed it on to PS Two because it's just too much shit but uh yeah i think i remember hearing you say that one yeah ps ps2 ain't dead it's it's our biggest group uh check it out ps3 it's our second biggest group check it out uh ps4 um actually the beta group i think it, the psp and ps beta group is bigger and then uh ps4 and ps5 is our smallest group but uh yeah we have a lot of fun there you can still learn shit and a lot of dickheads in there uh come on come on I would, uh, I would love to have you as yeah, a. Yeah, I guess now, I guess now that I put this out there, I have to actually go on a bit of a, a witch hunt and, and try to find more people. On the help. I, I would love to have you as a trophy member. You know, just, just, just to say you're my menagerie of members. <laughs> but That's yeah, shit, cool. it's uh it's, it's quite a, quite a. It's a what's the word I'm looking for? Ambitious quite an ambitious task task or website Not that you've just that i think the um ambitious task is the going through every set yourself so i think doing this website on top of that sort of goes in hand in hand with making the full going for the full set i know when i was going for my full set i was also making the list at the same time and it sort of went hand in hand yeah it's kind of fun right like it's a grind definitely when you're staring at the screen for hours putting stuff in but like you're you're uncovering stuff and you're sort of in uncharted territory and not doing it alone isn't really fun and you, you can't say for certain that things are accurate right unless you have other people involved to to confirm stuff and help so it's yeah. kind of a natural progression for me i think this is where i was going to go anyway it just uh i want to get i want to get there faster i, I don't want to wait till five years after the ps4 is done putting out games and then say like okay guys you know now that this game doesn't exist anymore and it's 500 dollars, let's let's try to get it but uh, you have more people looking for stuff at the same time does that have the same effect like i don't really know like a lot of this uh, sort of knowledge that speculation or acquired over time like sometimes contributes to the demise it, it, artificially you know the scarcity can can come from from that or it's like the chicken and the egg question right like I feel like I'm sort of at the front of that a little bit. If I'm doing this, like, am I going to make things harder or easier for people? But like I said, it's more about the veracity of the information and just um, people want to know what they're paying for. Right. And you don't want to buy something that's incomplete. That's annoying as hell. Um, at least. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, Lee, uh, Lee, so it, it, is access to the site available? Can people access the site today or is it, uh, is is there beta? I don't well, know. There, yeah, so it's nothing anybody hasn't really seen before other than the spines right now. Like the PS, yeah, it should work. 
other than that safety certificate thing you got to bypass so easy they, to get through it though. yeah the ps1 pages are being entered but like everything on on game rave is 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 good to go right i just got to get the placeholder in there to link to the to the site so and then see, there's yeah. certain things that he has planned for his site for the future like for ps1 that isn't up on the site yet so like talking to him is good because i have his blessing but i don't want to be redundant either so if something's missing from his site and i want to add it to my site like it's still going to be accessible to the same person that's looking for playstation one stuff so we're talking about jason Dvorak's site yeah yeah it's for for game rave so it, it is kind of a way of dividing the work but uh also like not overloading the servers and you know you're paying what are you what are you paying for anyway if you're if I'm paying for web hosting, like if it's going to allow me to do things different or better from his site, like it's good that I am able to communicate with him to sort of plan those things. Well, let the people know. Uh, what's Jason Dvorak's site? What's it? What's uh, it's www.game slash rave.com. What is, is it, what's that little mid slash? What's uh, what's Ricky's site? I don't, I don't, I don't uh, know. It's PlayStation Dia. That's funny that I, I never remember the name of his site. Oh, I will leave the link to all the pages in the yeah. description, guys, it's, so you can uh, check it, them all out. It's 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 a rickyandresadickhead.com. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, Lee, what is the name of your site? It's the What's... PlayStation Collective, not with the in the title though. It's www.playstationcollective.weebly.com, I believe. I sent the link to Figsy so he can put it up. All right. So um, there you go. I'm planning to maybe pay for a, a version that's more capable so that the Weebly will probably be end up being removed from the title. Yeah, the uh the beginning of this uh of this uh, podcast was uh free, but yeah, we eventually had to kick in cash and pay for it, so it was more capable. And we're and, we're, and I, I think we're all the better for it. So yeah, it's uh, it's production quality through the roof on this show. <laughs> production quality—that's the key. Guys, on that note, I think we'll call that a night. Lee, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Great uh, having you on you the for show. Man. Your collection, your website, the videos of your collection—it was it was great. Thanks, guys. I. Um, I really enjoyed being on this show. Uh, I feel like I still kind of glazed over things. Uh, I'm trying to sell people on the idea, but uh, sometimes the the product speaks for itself. And there's definitely a lot of things functionally that aren't on the page yet. Um, But I think the vision is there and it's just going to take some time and I'll learn, I'll learn how to do it or uh, I'll get somebody that's more knowledgeable to, to help. And eventually we'll get through it. So uh, yeah, this is going to take some help from everyone. So hopefully uh, from this podcast, some people will give you an email and want to contribute uh, to that. Yeah, I, I think you're going to touch some people, and some people are going to touch you appropriately, not inappropriately. But, uh, <laughs> not Will's way of touching people. Yeah, well, it's just... yeah, it's just well, one of those what things, we call right? Pillow talk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I call it integrated experience. Like, what it, you take whatever you've acquired in life or your knowledge of yourself or whatever you're good at and, and you try to make account for something right so i i think that if this becomes something then my collecting will have counted for something right i i'll ease a lot of the guilt you know, <laughs> for not playing games oh man and, uh, i'll find some way to roll things out so that it's uh that it's fun and it'll keep people coming back to the site 
Well, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely check up on your progress in the future because uh, uh, you, you, you're coming back on at some point, Lee, so don't worry about it. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, I got Lee. lots of stuff to show off, right? I still got to show <laughs> stuff off for my We'll ego. get you on with some of the committee members in the future. To talk yeah, it's all about, about flexing. That. It's all about the flex. All right. Well, Thanks for night. watching, everyone. We'll see you guys next week on the PlayStation Collectors Podcast. Good night, Peace. everybody. It's a PlayStation Collectors Podcast, PlayStation Collectors Podcast, PlayStation Collectors Podcast, welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collectors Podcast, PlayStation Collectors Podcast, PlayStation Collectors Podcast, welcome to the show. We got pixies, where we're gonna talk some smack, should I buy this game? Where to buy that? Got special guest games and these two.